everyone. Before we dive into the episode, I want to give you a quick reminder to go enter our current giveaway for a free year subscription to Marvel Limited. It's over on our Instagram page, and you can find the link in the show notes for this episode. If you want to have access to over 30,000 digital comics from Marvel, where you can go and read your favorite stories, get caught up on the big events like Secret Wars, Secret Invasion, or even go back and read the Infinity Gauntlet comics, you can do so in the palm of your hand. So what are you waiting for? Go check out our Instagram, enter the giveaway, and hopefully you'll have your name pulled on January 1st. To another episode of Earth A94. We are so close to the end of the year with only a few more weeks before December is over, meaning we're going to be fully into 2023 with Phase 5 going into full swing with Ant-Man Quantumania coming up. We just got a new trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 that we are still not emotionally prepared for, plus a lot of great installments coming into the MCU. This is your first time listening to Earth at 9.4. We have a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We dive into the multiverse to bring you every week what's going on with the movies, the rumors. We give you reviews on movies and TV shows. We get the cool interviews lined up. But for this week, we're going to be diving into a little bit of Phase 4, giving some rankings, and uh, catching up, Louie and I, with talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. So make sure if you like this episode, give us a review, give us a good rating. Spotify and Apple Podcasts, we love the five-star ones the best. My name is Devin Stone, and I am so happy because we are actually doing an episode in person. I can literally look my esteemed, lovely, beautiful, handsome, mustache-wielding co-host in the eye two feet away from me. <laughs> and it's going to be a great time, so it's going to be a good episode. We'll get a lot more banter going and everything, but you guys... Strap in and let us know what you think of your phase four rankings at the end of the episode. So I get to say this. Louis Tonarini, how's it going, man? Oh, man. I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm a little chilly because it is like, what, 15, 20 degrees in Chicago right now. It's but fucking cold. It's, yeah. it's cold. It is cold. I hate, it is cold. I hate how cold it is here. Dude, same. Sometimes I wonder why we even live in the Midwest, but you know what? Shout out to our boys on the uh, Two Sides of the Story podcast, live in Canada. Where it's 20 degrees year-round. <laughs> Love you, uh, Tommy and Sean. Go check oh, them out. God. It's, yeah. I, I hate how cold it is here. At least you didn't say anything. Mm. It's making me sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, hopefully we can warm you up uh, with a little bit of holiday cheers and spirit because we watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which, you know, I got to say, surprisingly, kind of surpassed my expectations. I did not expect to like it as much as I did, but, you know, James Gunn, just killing it. I think 2022 is probably the year of gun, just across everything. Okay. Bold statement, fair to say? No, I mean, between you and I, I don't think James Gunn has put out a bad thing that I've watched yet. Right. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm a big James Gunn aficionado, like I know yeah. everything, but between both Guardians of the Galaxy movies, uh, the Suicide Squad, and then Peacemaker and uh, Holiday Special, all up there for me. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything that I would dislike, or you know, I don't have a bad. I mean, obviously, there's bad things to say about everything, but mm-hmm. I like that more than I dislike them. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Did you see Brightburn? Nope. Do you know what that is? Nope. So imagine uh, it's rated R for good reason, but imagine if uh, Clark Kent got sent down to Earth, right, and they pick him up. 
same thing, but he's actually bad, like super bad. Like whoever sent him is like pure evil and he just is on a path of destruction. Um, James Gunn produced that movie with, I think, uh, Sean Gunn too, a little bit. Um, it's really good. It's, it's dark. It gets gross, but it's, I mean, it's got Michael Rooker in it and other stuff. Sean Gunn. Yeah. We'll get to it when we get to the, the spoil, not the spoilers, but the predictions for the, from the Mm -hmm. trailer. But I didn't even think of Sean Gunn. Craglin. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But uh, if you ever want to check it out, it's, I mean, it's, is what it is. It's like a one and done for me, but Brightburn is pretty good. Um, Is it a cartoon? No, it's live action. And it's a Superman movie or is it, it's not actually Superman. Right. It's like, it's just like take the, the origin of Superman, but make it like a, what if, if he's evil, like super evil. All right. It gets, gets pretty fucked up. Um, but it's, it's, it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. It's the first time I heard the Billie Eilish, uh, bad guy song. Oh, because it was the, the end credits plays bad guy. And it's so funny. Cause like <laughs> banger, honestly, banger. <laughs> yeah. It's, it gets, it's, it's just funny to hear that song after that movie ended. Cause it's like doomsday level. Um, but yeah, you know, let's go back and talk about some cheery stuff too, before I go into that. Um, Louie, every week we talk about what has been marvelous in our day-to-day life. Have we, as we go to usually, did we collect a new pop figure that's Marvel-centric? Did we read a comic book? Are we still playing Marvel Snap, which I might call a new segment, the Marvel Snap Date. <laughs> <laughs> Weekend Snap Date at Earth 894. Um, but what we like to do is just kind of catch up, talk about what we've been doing as a little bit of a way to warm up and then kind of dive into the news and reviews and all that fun stuff. So this segment is called MCU for you. That's right. So Louie, what has been MCU for you? It's been quite a quite a long time since we've recorded, I feel. Yeah, when was the last time we did something? Was it? I feel like I had a full beard the last time yeah, we talked to each other. That was the Wakanda Forever review. Go check it out, guys. Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, with Tommy. Shout out Tommy. Off the top of my head right now, I've watched Guardians of the Galaxy because I love that movie. Um, I just got a brand new, just today, really, a uh, Marvel Collector Core box. All right. From Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Came with this dope old shirt with M'Baku, Nakia, Okoye, and Shuri. Does it glow in the dark? I don't know because some of the green on there kind of looks like in the triangle yeah kind of gives that a feeling that, but i don't know i don't know it's possible looks good though and it also came with a shuri sticker she looks like bad bunny um an mbaku pin of his face and a uh and two pops of io and shuri without her uh like in full black panther armor but no helmet so mm. now i've got two pins plus a a Wolf Road pin. So I, I ordered a cork board today to hang up somewhere to put all my pins on. Ah, nice. That's cool. Christmas time coming. I've watched mm-hmm. the holiday special three times. It's it's not as long as a movie. It's really not as long as a TV show. So it's just something nice to put on. I put it on when we put up the tree. Yada, yada, yada. I restarted uh, Hawkeye. Oh, nice. You, you always said Hawkeye is going to be your Christmas time show. Yep. I restarted Hawkeye. Heck yeah. So I am pretty much in love with Haley Steinfeld at this point. Who wouldn't be right? 
the problem is on Instagram, I went to go search something and there was a picture of her and, you know, being a man, I clicked on it. And now she's all over my, ins- I looked at one the algorithm. reel or whatever the hell it was. And now it's all I see. She's everywhere. Her and Haley Atwell all over my, <laughs> it's a Haley's man. My, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. New Spider-Man No Way Home Pops came out. There's an mm-hmm. eight-pack Walmart exclusive. And I sent the link to my wife with the with the eye emoji. The Yeah, the little peek. So she ordered those for me <laughs> with the three Spider-Men. Doc Ock with the uh with the Iron Man mm-hmm. arms, Norman, Sandman, Lizard, and Electro. But it's like that one split second scene where the whole thing comes over his face. Yeah, the star over his face. So that will be coming around March. And then, because I am a slave to the industry, <laughs> there's a boxed lunch exclusive Green Goblin from like the first movie where he's in the full armor. So I ordered that guy too. <laughs> hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's another one of Andrew where he's got the mask in his mouth when he first walks in. And I yeah. want that one too. Fuck. How many Spider-Man pops do I need? Yeah, I thought about, I thought about that one too. And there's some down here too. But I digress. Devin, what's been MCU for you, friend? Boy, do I have a story to tell you. Um, Hell yeah, I love stories. I'm going go. to save the best for last because this is just hilarious. But I too actually tried to restart uh, Hawkeye the other night because I was like, you know what, it's time. It's time. Um, and plus, it's like just past the, I think it was a week ago, was the, the first episode anniversary when it, you know, first streamed or whatever, um, which is why I think it's already been a year because that was pretty big. I mean, we finally got Vincent D'Onofrio back as uh, uh, Kingpin. It was confirmed like, oh my God, it's actually him, which means Charlie Cox is on his way and everything. And then we finally got him. No way home. So yeah, that was big. It was a big I think. I think we saw the photo of D'Onofrio at the very end of the episode. Yeah, on the phone. The Was Hawkeye still on Fridays? Yeah, that was still Fridays. So, no. Was it Wednesday? Were they coming out on Wednesdays for a little bit there? Actually, you're right. Because once Loki had the success with Wednesday releases, yeah. that's when all the shows like got moved to Wednesdays instead. You're so, right. it was we got the picture of D'Onofrio on Wednesday. And then we went and saw... No way home on Friday. That, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, the next day. Yeah. So oh, we, we got D'Onofrio the first the Wednesday and then Charlie Cox on uh on Thursday. And I know I'm interrupting you. I'm gonna let you finish. I promise. No, you're but good, you're good. I did see a, a Funko Pop. And it must have been a a concept, but because I saw it on TikTok. Mm. And it was like uh Charlie Cox sitting from No Way Home, him sitting with the red glasses and everything else. Because there's that famous Matt Murdock pop that's impossible to get now. You know, yeah. It's $400. But now there's like a newer one, and that's what I'm so happy for, at least for my collection here, is that eventually I feel like we're going to get the yellow and red Daredevil to from, from She-Hulk and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, continue. No, it's all good, man. You bring up a good point because that was like such a such a wild week, man. So good. I wish I could relive that. Absolutely. Oh my god, right? 
Um, aside from that, though, like, playing a lot of Marvel Snap. And then I decided to try and uh, finally get back into, like, reading some comics again. But I haven't gone back to Secret Wars yet, which, before the year is over, I will finish that. Because I've literally started that in, like, January. <laughs> I don't know why it's taking me that long to read, like, what, 12 issues? No idea. Um, but I decided to actually start the first issue of uh, Spider-Man 2099. Kind of get excited for Spider-Verse, because that comes out in, uh, in May next year. And there was, like... New photos, I guess, that came out of like the animation and everything of Miles and Gwen and all that it just looks so cool. And I cannot wait for that movie. Um, but this is my favorite thing. <laughs> so I think at this point, it was shortly after Wakanda Forever came out, or is right around that time, but we just didn't talk about it or whatever reason. Um, someone <laughs> took our podcast email address and created a fake dating profile on RussianCupid.com. And all of a sudden, like, I was seeing in our inbox all these, like, emails from, like, Russian Cupid. You know, you get, like, spam of, like, random shit like that all the time, right? Yeah. But they were coming, like, constantly saying, so, like, this guy, like, <laughs> sent you a message. This guy liked you. Like, all these guys, like, you know, hitting up our email, like, our, like our DMs almost, right? And I was like, okay, this feels too weird. Because they were coming in like every two minutes. <laughs> Whoever they made this fake catfish profile, they were they were getting the guys. But it was like all just, just the kind of people you would expect. The Tinder crowd. This is the more adult, like older crowd. Um, yeah. It looked like Alexei Shostakov. <laughs> kind of like these were, you know, this is, this is much older, more mature adults. Um, to say the least, more awkward a bit, but like I was at first, I was like, yo, what the hell is this? Like, how? But then I started thinking about it and I, I was like, you know what? Let me see if I can log in. <laughs> I, somehow, <laughs> I somehow, no joke. It didn't ask me for a password. I clicked on one of the emails where it took me to like the inbox. It logged me in. So I have no idea what password they used or what. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I changed the password as soon as I got in, just to be safe. And so I'm I'm 100. I'm in Russian Cupid right now as this person, and I'm like, who are like who are we apparently being? And it was some woman. I forget her name, but it was literally just like random photos they stole of some woman who happens to be Russian, whatever. I'm looking at the interests, right? Like, okay, what are their interests like? This kind of age range, this kind of body type, all that shit, right? So messages are coming in right well you have to have a paid whatever account to actually like see some of the messages but some of the people had a paid account so i could reply so i started replying to some of the messages oh my god because <laughs> oh asking, my god this person was actually like who stole and made the fake account was actually kind of replying a little bit and asking about like you know the kind of weird shit you would expect so i start responding is <laughs> like the same time so i'm like What's your favorite Marvel movie? I'm like asking like, they're like, oh, what's you up to? Like, oh, listen to my favorite podcast, Earth 894. <laughs> I started promoting the podcast to these fucking people who they match with through the fake catfish on RussianCupid.com. Um, so I started changing some of the interests on the, the dating profile saying like, love Marvel, like favorite book. I put like Infinity Gauntlet. I put like loves listening to podcasts. I like I legit started pimping out this profile for our own benefits to kind of like counter troll the troll. Um, 
But then before I started like really going into fun, I immediately was like, of course, like taking the appropriate route. Like, how do I report this? Because clearly this is terrible. So I found a, I was going through like the FAQ and the support and everything. And tell me why. They had so many things about like, be careful of fraud. If this person tries to mess, if someone tries to message you on this website, asking you to like meet up here or like send you plane tickets or like just random shit that I was like, oh my God, dating profile on the internet is terrible. But it's like literally like, make sure that they are not like an imposter. Be mindful of this, like stranger danger, right? Um, but they had a thing like, like, why do you want to like contact support? Literally one of the options was like, someone used my email address for a fake profile. Yeah, That was literally one of the options. So I chose it. I sent it. I didn't expect them to even respond to me. I thought it was going to be some weird fishy site. Um, but they replied within like five minutes and they said, oh, we're so sorry. We'll definitely terminate the account. And then I was like, wait, okay. I kind of wanted to go back. <laughs> like, wait, never mind. Stop. It's okay. Because I wanted to keep trying to do this because there were so many, like this person had like 40 matches in an hour. It was insane. So I was like, I'm just going to keep going with it. So we have to make a Tinder account for our podcast. Apparently. <laughs> um, so, but like before I could have more fun, it, it, it got shut down. It said 100% access denied and everything. I think I still have some of the emails and everything, but it was just like, I was laughing my ass off, man. I never would have thought someone would have stolen our fucking podcast account to do this. And now I'm saying this too. And someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, you had fun the first time. Let me do it again. Um, but yeah, you ruined Brian's phone on RussianCupid.com. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I, I I can't even be like, I don't know. Should we be mad? Probably. Should we be concerned? Yeah. But also, if this wasn't our personal email address, that'd be a different story. Um, this is a brand, a, a podcast, whatever. But like, I kind of wanted to see like what that other person was actually thinking. Like, who 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 logged in? Who hacked me? Right? Like, what the hell? Scam the scammer. Yeah, somebody ha- somebody hacked my hacked account. That's that's messed up. I'm surprised that it was all in English. Yeah, well, it's called like Russia Cupid or whatever, but it had a lot of people who were like UK, like all over like that area, a lot of different countries and stuff. So I guess that's why. Um, but also could have just probably set my thing as English as like the default on the browser, and it probably translates automatically. Oh, I could have done that. Didn't even think about that. Yeah, because I think even the the fake account wasn't actually said that they were lived in Russia. I think they said they lived in like France or some shit. Talk about an MCU for you, right? Yeah, that was pretty good. That was, wow. I can't believe it. <laughs> You're out here trying to date Russian men. Good for you. You can't say we're not dedicated to try and promote our podcast. And after that story, guys, you can see what we will do just to try and get someone to give us a listen, right? We'll take advantage of a good situation. So if you think we warrant a good review, after that story, help us out. Give us five stars. <laughs> help us promote. You are on a dating profile. They ask you what your interests are, what you're doing. Plug Earth 894. And you know what? We will give you a shout out. We will tell them like, hey, you need to date this person because they are cool. You sent me a few photos the other day. We had decent numbers on the Spotify wrapped thing. Yeah, yeah. From what I could tell. But then again, all of our sister podcasts had just about the same things on theirs. I guess I don't really understand what most of this means. And of course, now that I bring the photos up, I'm only allowed to look at two of them. I have it up here too. Like, uh, for example, um, and this is all on our Instagram page. You can go check it out, but we will do a couple shout outs. I'm glad you brought this up. Um, our podcast was in the top 10% most shared globally on Spotify. That's pretty damn cool. Um, 
We were also, uh, you know, we added 3,000 minutes with 39 new episodes at the time of the release, whatever, for 2022, which is crazy. Um, we were listened to in over 13 countries just on that platform alone. So uh, if you're one of the Russian Cupid people who you found out from a fake profile, <laughs> we are sorry. That person was fake. Um, and also probably try a different dating profile or platform. But this is pretty cool, dude. We're the top podcast for 11 fans. That means we are number one podcast to actually listen to for the year. Did you see anybody post about the about us being number one? I saw us on a on a few, but I don't know if we saw number one. I think we were number two on Mr. Marvels. Yeah, which is pretty cool. But we were also top five for thirty two people, top ten for forty seven, which you know, like it might not sound like a lot of numbers, right? It's not like we're crazy like ten thousand people, right? Yeah. But I mean, for us, I mean, just seeing that stuff, I mean, I don't know, but it makes me feel pretty damn cool. Right. That's good. So if you guys are, uh, anyone's listening and, you know, you didn't get a chance to tag us, or maybe you just don't use social media as much or anything, we would love to just uh, hear from you. You could email us at our non-hacked email address, <laughs> earthay94podcast uh, at gmail.com. Um, but there were a few people who were really awesome who actually gave us some tags saying like, yo, we were one of your top or whatever. So I'm going to try and pull that up again because definitely want to give some credit where credit is due so we can tell you how much we love and appreciate you um but louie did you uh did you check out your spotify wrapped like from the music side so i don't use spotify i use apple music and i am such a dad my number one song was we don't talk about bruno from fucking Encanto. <laughs> oh my god that that was my number one album my number one uh artist was the Encanto uh uh ensemble cast whatever and then my number one, uh, what was my, my number two was this artist. It's called Super Simple Songs. And it's Henry's like crack cocaine. <laughs> and it's just like the songs that you'd think for little kids, you know, five little ducks went out one day oh over God. the hills and far away. And then I had that. I had, uh, you know, Baby Shark was up there. And yeah. And uh, did to do. And then uh, running up that hill from uh, from Stranger Things was up there because Henry fucking loves that song. So and then Hannah's was the same. I think running up that hill was her number one song. And <laughs> she's like, I don't listen to that song. But Henry's pretty good at going. Alexa, play Deal with God. And she goes, Okay. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I as soon Can't as know. I as soon as I said it, I was like, Yeah, there's no way I'm gonna be there. <laughs> Like a like an old Scooby Doo. He's standing right behind me, isn't she? That's why it's weeks, man. Jinkies. Um, dude, dude, that's funny. My uh, my Spotify rap. I saw it's all composers. Yeah, cause I like you know my ADHD. I need to focus, so I need like instrumentals and stuff. So I listen to, like lo-fi and movie soundtracks all the time. But yeah, my top five people. Right, it was like Michael Giacchino, uh, Alan Silvestri, um, John Williams, Hans Zimmer. And then one actual band, Modern Baseball, who always seems to be in like my top five every year, which is just, it just cracks me up. But I yeah. did see our good friend of the podcast, Elvin Silverstry, made your. Uh... <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Where's gonna see?" I did notice that immediately. Oh, can Alvin Silverstry? Oh man, um, but on the topic of the top fives and everything, so a few people who did give us some cool shout outs here, of course, uh, Brian, Mister Marvel Minutes. We were his number two on Spotify. Thanks so much, man. And uh, go and check out our episodes with him because they're always a good time and he predicts a lot of good stuff. 
Uh, Dan Fabs Metal, good old Dan Ocampo. We were number four on his top five. So thanks so much, man, for uh, sharing that. And then also uh, Pixie Dust Sammy. So she is one of the uh, co-hosts on the Team Unicorn podcast. They do a lot of cool like Disney coverage and stuff. So go check them out. But thanks so much for uh, making us number three of your top five. I also see uh, number four was their fan club podcast, which is a cool time we were on their episode covering um guardians of the galaxy right comes full circle oh go check that out it was a really cool time so thanks everyone for sharing that and uh like i said if you didn't share or maybe weren't thinking about it just yet you should do it we'll give you a shout out just like we did now we don't care when it is even if it's the next year we'll do it so i'm gonna move us along here friday i think it was that yeah day after thanksgiving i was uh i was outside putting up my christmas lights with with my son he was like can we do a project that's his new favorite question can we do a project i was like sure let's go put mm-hmm. up christmas lights so i was outside doing that finally uh my daughter had gone to bed she's a, a monster mm-hmm. so i was like okay let's put up the christmas tree it's like our tradition day after thanksgiving christmas tree goes up so i come inside my lovely wife hannah says well i'm just gonna go change around the the uh laundry I'll be right back. I said, okay. So I'm hanging out with Henry. She goes, something's leaking in here. I was like, oh my fucking God, no. And I walk downstairs and the laundry room is underwater. Ooh. Not the whole thing, but enough to where I knew it was the sump pump. And it was smelly. And I walked into the sump pump room where I just got Devin's chair from. And it was, that was completely underwater. I was like, there it is. There we are. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, uh, Long story short, I, I got the water out. It took me forever. And then my cousin and my uncle, who are notorious handymen, came over. My uncle was visiting from Texas for Thanksgiving, and now he's doing work at my house. They came over. They looked. They were like, yeah, this is all fun. We went to Menards day after Thanksgiving. Luckily, it was Menards. Mm-hmm. Um, Home Depot. Think Home Depot if you're not from the good old Midwest. <laughs> we went to the hardware store. I bought a new sump pump and uh, they came back. They installed it and everything. Fine. Later on, we went, we all went to my mom's house and they were there too. And I was sitting there, I was talking to my cousin about the show and everything. And, and I got a text message from Dan. I have to read it because I was so taken aback. Like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? I had no, like, I thought he was drunk. It said, IDK, what Christmas is, is, a certified banger or something. I was like, what the fuck does this mean? And I read it like three mm-hmm. times and it was like, it was like you were talking to your friend. So it wasn't perfect grammar or anything. And I was like, so what? Yeah. So I Googled IDK what Christmas is. And it said, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. I said, ah, I haven't watched that yet. And I was like, okay. So then I messaged him back. Said, yeah, I haven't been able to, to sit down and watch it just yet. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, I only watched the first like 10 minutes, but my daughter kept dancing. So we took, so we had to turn it off. (laughs) That seems like all the reason to keep it on. But after day after Thanksgiving at my mom's house stuff, we came home, put the kids down and my wife and I watched it for the first time in our bed at like nine o'clock at night. And that morning you had texted me that it was great and that you thought Henry would love it. Honestly, you don't know Henry very well. He did not. (laughs) <laughs> um, but it was fine. I I loved it. 
Hannah loved it. The ending made us both tear up a little bit uh, for different reasons, I've learned, because I was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. She's like, no, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, that was my first experience. I'm sure you watched it at 4 o'clock in the morning, as you do. Almost did, but watched it at like a reasonable time in the morning. It was like probably like 7. That came out the day after Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, that Friday. Right, yeah, so I actually watched it at like probably like 9 a.m. because it was a day off. That's right. Yeah, you just said it was lots of fun, and and you thought Henry would enjoy it. I think the only parts that Henry would have enjoyed were the very beginning and the very end when they were cartoons. Mm -hmm. Henry does not like real-life people, unless you're Miss Rachel. And I don't expect you to know who Miss Rachel is, but she's another one Mm -hmm. on YouTube who, like, talks to babies and sings songs. She'd be like, do you know what to do with a spoon? Eat. You eat with a spoon. (laughs) Yay! And then she claps, and then my kids are just like, "Do you use it to eat?" And I know you're not. I know you can't see me, people listening, but just imagine bug eyes, mouth agape, staring into the abyss of just Miss Rachel singing "Sticky Icky 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 Bubblegum." Sticky, 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 sticky bubblegum. Oh my god! Oh yeah. <clears throat> Today my kids were fighting like hell. I turned it on, and then they both just into the into the <laughs> abyss. But I digress. I, uh, I I pointed out Drax. Henry loves Drax. I said, you know who that is? And, you know, the Drax that he's seen is, he's like a, a, a green yeah. color with the red, with the deep red stuff, also a cartoon. And so he sees Dave Batista standing there. He goes, is that Pappy? Which is my dad. And I said, because he's bald? That's the only, <laughs> that's the only thing. That could get you to that fucking conclusion, kid. Yeah. Because Dave Batista is 6'4", uh-huh. 300 pounds of just muscle, and he's fucking gray, dude. Where did you get, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I said, you know who that is? And I pointed at Mantis. No clue. Because Mantis isn't in the, in the Guardians of the Galaxy books that we read. <clears throat> but it was pretty funny. So that was Henry's response to Guardians of the Galaxy mm. Christmas special. That's pretty cool, man. And I think that's actually a good starting point for us to go into the the good old holiday special because kind of paint the picture here. I mean, you said you talked to, you watched it, got to watch it like nine o'clock at night, very comfy and all that fun stuff. But um, did you kind of know much about the special at all going into it? Like, did you see any trailers or anything like that kind of sway you? Literally nothing. Nice. I think it's, also, like, probably the thing I saw the least amount of. I knew there was a trailer, and I think I avoided it. I just knew, of course, like, Kevin Bacon was in it. It was live action and all that. Didn't um, even know that. Wow. Wow. What do you think of Mr. Bacon in the MCU? I thought that he, like, if you're not going to bring Kevin Bacon in as a character, I thought that was, like, the perfect role for him to do. Mm-hmm. The only actor that I think would have been better would have been uh, Hasselhoff. Oh, that would have been funny. A little crazy and also he was in guardians 2 for yeah. you know two seconds Credits and stuff yeah and he's you know he sings the song and everything but i think like peter's big thing is footloose and they he loves kevin bacon like i explained to my mother-in-law the whole infinity war thing where he sees uh spider-man and he says is footloose still the greatest movie of all time and peter's like it never was and he just gave him that look yeah that, like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. I don't like you. 
Yeah, so Kevin Bacon, I think, was a good choice. The only one that I think would have been better was uh, Hasselhoff, but I can see why they went with him. Right. It seemed like he had a fun time, too. Also, he was very chill for just seeing a, like a, a mantis-looking alien person at his door with like the ring doorbell he had with the camera and shit. Like, and go away. Like, there are two people on your fucking property, dude. <laughs> well, at the the first one was them at the gate. Yeah, at the he, you know he's I got a gated house, and then they jump. Well, Dra- Drax jumped. Mantis was thrown. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he was like freaking out when they were at the door. And then when they got in, he, you know, he pushed over his Christmas tree and he was running like hell. And that's when Drax got his funny little man. And, and I, I refuse to call, I refuse to call it an elf as long as Drax is involved. It's a funny little man. In <laughs> the pop figure too, like, um, I remember seeing uh, at uh, my local um, FYE, they had the holiday guardian pops out and stuff. And I saw the Drax with the elf, but I didn't really think of it. But now that I've like seen the special... He's holding the funny little man. She's holding the candy cane, and now it makes it even like that much better. Yeah, and I understand the like the reference. In the pops, Groot has the uh, the antlers on because mm-hmm. that's the other character that Henry recognizes is Groot. He's like, "Oh, Groot's a reindeer. Groot's a reindeer." And then uh, Rocket's just holding something. It's not Bucky's arm, though. So. Does he have the present? He might have a present, but I thought Quill had a present. Oh, you know, maybe Rocket is holding the long present box, which makes sense because he's holding Bucky's arm unwrapped. Well, now I have to look it up. Yeah. But Quill's got a Santa hat on. Yeah. To my knowledge, he doesn't wear a Santa hat in the... Uh, yeah, he doesn't, does he? In the special. That was one thing that kind of brought me down was, for obvious reasons, but Quill seemed very sad mm-hmm. through the whole thing. Right. Which I'm so used to Quill being, like, happy and fun and funny and that's not what I mean. you know you bring up a good point too because like last time we saw him uh was in like love and thunder and he didn't even seem like he's like his happy quirky self he seems more kind of like a you know he'll he'll make quips in here and there but he definitely seems like he's carrying a lot of like stress on him um especially now trying to be more of like true guardians of the galaxy in this whole special we see the whole thing like pretty big moments like they now bought and own nowhere from the collector who also is now confirmed to be alive. Um, but like, I think a lot of what's going on with, uh, Quill is that he definitely is like stressed and a little bit more serious. I think that's going to probably carry a lot into uh, guardians three or seeing him like not himself, you know, just cause he has so much to kind of mature and take care of now with responsibilities. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see that. And they took the, a five pack off Amazon. I don't see it. Mm. And of course, the one single one that I can't find is Groot. But or not Groot, Rocket. But Groot is holding a long box. Oh, Groot's got the long box. Gotcha. And another thing, I'm sorry, we're we're going into this deep dive of Funko Pops, but <laughs> Drax is even wearing the sweater of the cat with the laser eyes that he wears oh in the holiday God. special. That's even better. Talk about detail. You had said forever ago that this holiday special is supposed to lead mm-hmm. right into Guardians 3. It's supposed to be like a big thing. The only, I can only think of two things from this special that are really going to be important would be the purchase of Nowhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like that might be a big deal. And then the fact that Quill's got brothers and sisters 
around mm-hmm. now. You know, the fact that Mantis is his sister might be something, mm-hmm. probably not, but I think it would be more of a big deal that like Ego was doing this thing all over the place and he might have a brother at another planet or a sister at a different planet or here or there or this or that. And uh, I'll be honest, I've seen the picture of Adam Warlock a few times from the trailer. Yeah. And just trying to, you know, I have, I, I scroll like everybody else. And I just, I just kept thinking it was home. Oh, really? Cause of the hair and everything. <laughs> I just, I just would scroll and I'd be like, Oh, Homelander. And I just keep going. And then finally I like stopped for a second and it's clearly like, not Homelander, man. but you just like, this guy is not even, he's gold. I don't know. Like maybe there's something, I think there's something fucky with Adam Warlock. I, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know, but it, I feel like they're going to give him more siblings, more family, more something. Yeah, that's that's interesting because like I haven't thought about it. Like, could there actually be other siblings still alive, uh, other than Mantis and him? Because you know we saw that like bone collection of all the ones he's taken and consumed and whatever. Um, but you know that guy literally was uh, planting his seed on all over the place. So I, there's probably got to be some out there who even if it's just a handful that don't even know who he never even contacted, whatever. So that is kind of curious. Kind of interesting to see what that could be. I just feel like the rest of the special, you know, going to earth, getting yeah, shwasted, hang, you know, hanging out with Kevin Bacon. And I just don't think that's going to be that important for guardians three. No. So right. The two, the two biggest takeaways that I, I got were, were those? What did you think of the whole Yondu? They brought Yondu back, kind of. Yeah. I mean, Michael Rooker would do anything for for James Gunn. I'm start. I'm starting to learn. He was just, you know, in animated form when they were kids, mm. and he was. He just hates Christmas so much, and yeah, he's just angry Ravager man. And uh, I pointed out to Hannah, you know, spoilers obviously for the holiday special. Watch it, you know, but. I pointed out to her at the end, he gets that knickknack. And I said, yeah, in the first movie and even in the second movie, he's got like the knickknack collection on his. Yeah. His old. So that's like his first little knickknack, you know, that starts his collection. And she's like, oh, I didn't even realize yeah. that. I said, yeah, that's why it was like so deep. And then he got Quill his first blasters, which he's always using those blasters. Mm-hmm. And so it's like setting up for later on in their lives and everything. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's so sweet. You know, mm-hmm. She just was taken back by the fact that it was like a holiday, nice thing and everything. But mm-hmm. poor Craglin, you should know better. Craglin. It's like, what, man? <laughs> it's for real. But... Sorry, Cap'n. <laughs> Craglin's always so cool. I love Sean Gunn. Uh, Cap'n? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it was cool. Like this, I, that was my biggest surprise is that James Gunn did so well with actually doing more character building. In like a limited time that didn't feel forced, it was actually like going back and just seeing like little moments and explains a little bit more about the relationship between um, Quill and um, uh, uh, Yondu and everything. So that was really cool. But also the fact that uh, Mantis is his sister, it I don't know why I never really even like, I mean, they kind of hint at it a little bit. Um, and Guardians too, because you can even see when he's going through like, here's a history of how I fuck everyone in the world or galaxy. You see there's even like the same species that Mantis is. You see one of those fake like couples of him and 
whatever you see like her but it's like in the top left corner you can see it but it's like oh shit like didn't even think about it um because in the comics and everything historically they're not new stuff so yeah this is, this is a like one of the first spinoffs on that yeah which i kind of like it's kind of cool to see like you know he actually has a sibling and they're not alone and you want it to be exactly like the comic books read the comic books yeah like mm-hmm. it's meant to be twisted a little bit obviously i don't i don't like it when they do crazy shit and give people different powers or or stuff like that but as far as stories go give us different stories that's fine i'm not you know cast mm-hmm. whoever you want to be whoever you want i don't care about that but it, you know don't give me wolverine with fucking wings or something be like no he's got wings now be like that's not that's not right or he's not uh adamantium yeah he's like vibranium even that would be eh, that, would, that would probably piss me off but <laughs> yeah i can see why they would do it but i would just be like come on we all we all know it's it james gunn has been on uh record saying that he wanted to do like a drax and mantis movie mm. I feel like this is the closest he's going to get. I didn't, when, when I heard there was going to be a holiday special, I didn't know it was going to be like a Drax and Mantis special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did pretty good at taking the lead on this. Like very little to no rocket, mm-hmm. very little to no nebula. I say to no as if there was no, no, it's just very little, yeah. very little rocket, very little nebula, very little Groot, um, a little more. Uh, Star Lord, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. It was like the the Mantis and Drax show, mm-hmm. which I liked, but I also was like, I expected it to be a Guardians thing, and like yeah. the whole team kind of doing, yeah. But that's it fair. was fine. What did what did you think of the song? I don't know what Christmas is. I uh, you know, I didn't mind it because like one thing that I love is Gun is just so good at his music choices especially with like why is he choosing this song in particular for things it always has like a good meaning and it's wild how much it goes into things um but i've heard some criticism talking about like oh it seems so weird and cheesy it's like i heard someone just like uh criticize those aliens saying it looked like a bunch of cosplaying aliens at a convention they didn't feel like they were in universe i don't really think that i don't think it's a big deal um but i did like like quills just kind of like commentating when they were playing he's like what like you literally just got those instruments today or whatever and you're like yeah like i thought that was funny because it's like yeah this is kind of absurd so he's calling it out um and a cool little thing so uh we just started using uh the new social media platform called hive which is pretty cool guys uh a lot of people are ditching twitter for obvious reasons um we never had a twitter but we're checking out hive but I got to see when I was looking at like the day the, the special came out, I'm looking at like the hashtag and the post and all that fun stuff on Hive. And there were some people who were actually uh, extras on the set, like in the crowd and everything on Nowhere. And even one of the guys, I think um, it was like close up and got some cool shots were like posting about like, hey, I, like the holiday special dropped and this was me in it. And this is like photos of me on set behind the scenes. And like that you don't usually see right away on like Instagram and like the very overpopulated, saturated platforms. So like on Hive, small user base, like right away seeing these people and, you know, I might try and reach out and see if we can get them on the podcast. But that made it really cool for me because I'm like seeing these people like, oh my God, it was so much fun. This is me. Like, check it out. Um, so I don't really see there was like a, a bad thing about 
the the band the, the people like literally the the nowhere folks um but it was a good time good time so on december 10th when you guys are playing you guys aren't gonna be like rain 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 <laughs> dear 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 and then <laughs> was it the elves will rise up and kill santa or like just like the, the lyrics were so twisted it was so fun what no but it makes sense because like you got to think like the only way they know anything about Santa is through Quill, right? And so he told Craglin, who Craglin told like someone else, told Nebula and told uh, Rocket. And Rocket is always making things sound violent, right? So if he told them about Christmas, it makes sense like, well, they got the lyrics and shit, but it's just like so funny, like a bad game of telephone. Exactly, a bad like, game of telephone. Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. Did you ever see, did, were you ever a Futurama fan? Yeah. Did you watch their Santa Claus episode where he's like the 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 robot Santa? And like the elves are like malnourished and like slaves pretty much. And he like basically goes to planets and like kills people. I can't say that I have. It's a weird episode, but it's basically just like that. Like their song kind of described that kind of Santa Claus. It's funny you bring that up. Did you, have I ever told you about my Guardians of the Galaxy volume two just being a long episode of Futurama? I don't know. So, you know, we're going on a little adventure here. (laughs) Strap it. Have you ever seen the Futurama where Leela meets another Cyclops? Yeah, he's like a guy, and he's you know yeah. he's just trying to he they get married or they're gonna get married immediately and start having babies and repopulating the Cyclops, and then it turns out that this guy's like a shapeshifter. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's actually been banging people all over the place and having their babies. I see where this is going. The exact same thing as Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's all like, other than Ego being like a big powerful god and this guy just being a, a mm-hmm. grimy shapeshifter, it's like the exact same plot. Yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think so. about it every time I watch the show because like they show that one scene where, where it's uh, Ego with the different women from all, from the different, uh, I don't want to say races, but species or however you want to say it. And then they show like almost that exact same scene in that episode of Futurama where the guy's like, Oh, I've been with this creepy thing and this guy and here and him and, and stuff like that. Hmm. It's just funny. You brought up Futurama. It's funny. Now that I'm like looking up, I'm like trying to see like, is James Gunn a big Futurama fan? You know, I'm um, seeing articles here and there, just random things, but there's one uh, from joe.ie.com. Never heard of it. The, the title here, the headline is, did you notice these massive similarities between Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and a classic episode of Futurama? There you go, man. It's not my website, but I definitely thought about that every yep. time I've seen the movie. Futurama, a bice cyclops for two. Damn, dude. Watch the episode one day just for shits and giggles. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm looking at stills, and it shows him like almost like a greek pantheon like babylon type of like civilization he's showing posters or like a artwork of like leela and a clan naked like uh that classic uh i don't know artwork and shit damn dude this is legit so much of it wow that's funny i can't believe i've never brought that up to you that's you just blew my mind a bit i never knew about that oh yeah interesting that is cool that was very cool. If Hannah was sitting down here, she'd just be shaking her head at me. Like, we got Because <laughs> I say it all the time. Uh-huh. I don't know what Christmas is. 
can't remember how the Kevin Bacon song went. Oh, the last one? It's like, everyone just wants to get, like, cuddled and swamped, like, yeah, I like that song actually a lot. Marvel's been doing a great job at fixing my gripes mm. as they happen. Explain. I can't remember the last time, but I remember being like, "In what world?" And then they're just like, "Oh, by the way, this is blah blah blah." I was like, "Oh, they fucking answered it right there." <laughs> I got, oh, oh. And they did that again on the holiday special because Craglin's sitting there with Kevin Bacon and then his phone rings. Mm. Immediately I look at Hannah and I go, you gotta be fucking kidding me. His phone's ringing all the way in space. And then he goes, how is my phone ringing right now? Craglin's like, oh, we got really good satellites. You know, they just work. I was like, well, goddamn, there it is. They answered it. It just made me laugh. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Another thing that I noticed while it's fresh in my brain was the lady with the cool fanny pack uh, sold Drax and Mantis that map of the stars. Were you able to get a still of the stars that were on there? Uh, I know a couple off my head, but... Was it just the people from the Suicide Squad? There was, of course... I saw John Cena. There's John Cena. There's Margot Robbie. I think there was two more people. I, was Idris Elba on there? Like, I feel like I it was think... just people from the Suicide Squad, and James Gunn's a fucking genius. Like, I was like, oh, this is John Cena. And then I thought yeah, I, I thought I saw uh, Margot Robbie, and I was like, oh my fucking god, that's hilarious. I feel like Viola Davis was on there. That's possible. Yeah, I forget, but it was definitely as soon as I saw Margot, and then I saw John Cena. I was like. John Cena is the first one I noticed. I was like, dude, this is the people from the Suicide Squad. That's hilarious. You know what I would have kind of gotten a kick out of? If one of the people on that map, too, was like Kevin Feige. Oh, that would have been funny. Because, like, that's a super tiny cameo. Literally, like, they go and knock on uh, Grandpa Feige. And then... uh, That would have been a... That would have been the perfect spot to put Stan Lee. God rest his soul. Oh, that would have been so good. Damn. I even think about yeah, that. Yeah, throw Stanley on the uh, thing. That'd have been so good. I was like, yeah, I remember because I was like, oh fuck, I wish I would have paused that. In hand, I was like, oh, just rewind it. I was like, ah, that's fine. I want, I want no, to finish. finish yeah, I want to and then go back. Yeah, listen to uh, Kevin Bacon sing and everything. But the best was like Groot. We'll get to Groot. Groot roll, rolls him out, and op- you know the box opens. He goes, what? Did you do? Like we got you, Kevin Bacon. You can't get someone a person. And the group's like, I, yeah, it's human trafficking. Says, I'm Groot. And he goes, What do you mean you didn't know about it? You rolled him out here. <laughs> it's like, uh, real quick. So I got a picture of the map. Uh, so Margot Robbie, John Cena, Queen Latifah, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then I can't tell who this person on the bottom is. Who do you think that is? Don't know. I have no idea. Don't know. You're going to have to post that on our Instagram and ask for I help. I think it has to be someone from the 90s or something. Whoever went, whoever names them all gets a I'll, I'll look it stickers. up real fast, but. I don't know. <laughs> That's the other point of contention is Groot. I'm gonna, you're looking it up. I'm just going to talk here. Groot looks so fucking weird in this, in this movie. And. I think it would have been fine. Yeah. Had Avengers Infinity War and Endgame not come out in between Guardians 2 and the holiday special. 
I have not seen what Groot looks like in the Guardians 3 trailer. But in Guardians 2, he was a baby. Mm-hmm. And now in this holiday special, he looks like that baby, but like swole. Tall and swole. But in between, he was like skinny teenager Groot. And I think a weird thing that shouldn't bother me as much is that his head and face were thin and tall. And now he's back to short, chubby baby face again. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, I don't know if like the Russo brothers got to pick how they wanted Groot to look versus James Gunn's picking how he wants Groot to look. But this looks more of the James Gunn type Groot versus the Groot that we got in the Avengers movie. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Cause also I was like, cause even like uh, people ask, of course, like what, like what phase of this, right? Or they even asked, I think a little bit about like, what will we expect with Groot in Guardians 3? And he kind of explained it. Um, but real quick, so we could put the the map to bed. Um, so yeah, why do we see Queen Latifah? Uh, no connection to Gunn, but she did work with Kevin Bacon in Beauty Shop. Uh, if you remember that movie. Nope. Yep. It was, uh, remember Barbershop with Ice Cube? Yeah. It was a spinoff, Beauty Shop. Okay. Then of course, John Cena, we know why. Then Schwarzenegger. What's connection? Uh, Chris Pratt is married to Catherine Schwarzenegger in 2019. So that is technically Chris Pratt's father-in-law. I did know that. So I forgot about that connection. Um, but that other person we're trying to figure out who was, it's Mark Paul uh, Gosseler. Uh, he's the, thro- the photo they use is a throwback compared to the others uh, because it's uh, from Franklin and Bash alum, worked with Dave Bautista in 2015's movie Heist. Uh, so basically, yeah, it's just some guy from, you know, whatever, Saved by the Bell and or Bautista, or Bautista. Okay. So there you go. Margot Robbie's on there because of... Harley Quinn. Yeah, that's the only reason. But I was... The first guy I saw was John Cena. And then I thought I saw Margot Robbie. And I was just like, those are the people from the Suicide Squad that James Gunn directed. He just threw those guys in there. That's hilarious. You know, so before we keep talking about the Groot, though, uh, do you want me to spoil how Groot looks? In Guardians 3? Sure. He literally looks the exact same. As the Guardian special? Yeah. So it's nothing crazy. Because I imagine these probably take okay. place relatively that's, close. That's yeah. what I figured. Um, maybe slightly more buff, but he still has the exact same head shape. So it is what it is. But Gunn was talking about it on the Twitter thing. That head. Yeah. But just on a big body. Uh, he was saying, Gunn was saying that uh, Groot is a little bit different. We see him different but he said he's not as much like his father, which uh, isn't technically this Groot, the son of Groot from Guardians 1. Yes. I think that's the technical thing that's happened. It's not like a rebirth. It's a, yeah, the Groot that I love from Guardians of the Galaxy is dead. And this Groot is his son. Yeah. So I think that's why he looks different, which I'm okay with. That being said, the Groot from... Infinity War and the Groot from the holiday special are the same Groot, but they look so very different. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird to say when you're talking about a tree alien, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you recast a tree alien. It's not like you're going from Terrence Howard to Don Cheadle. Yeah. And just be like, deal with it. Yeah, that's fine. But this is like, a tree. You animated him to look like this, and now you're animating him to look like this. 
what happened here? That's, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. truly care, but. Also, Doran, maybe it was mentioned, I don't know. How old is actually uh, the 20, uh, whatever, 15 group or 2014, whenever first Guardians came out? How old was he in that incarnation of Groot? Who knows? Yeah, no, I, I would assume thousands of years old, I thought they said, but I could yeah, be wrong. So he could always grow, he could always grow into him. And is that thousand years, how many times he's been just Groot as a Groot as a Groot? How many times has he had his arm chopped off and then grown back and right. stuff like that? Is that technically uh, his uh, his son's arm? And then every time he loses the arm and comes back again, is it a different son? You know, the Groot that we have now lost an arm when he made Stormbreaker. Mm-hmm. If the arms are, are yeah, you know, the arms and legs and everything are always cut off but come back, is it the same ship of Theseus? I don't know. Now, that would be a conversation. Vision and Vision and Groot and Groot. I, I would love to watch that. Probably boring as hell. Absolutely. Make no sense. That's a podcast. Vision being all high and mighty and Groot just going, how do you work? I'm Groot. But uh, yeah, so we'll see. But one of the things I love too is like when they do the whole present exchange, did you notice that the presents that uh, Groot gives everyone is literally the retelling of the holiday special? Yes and no. My thing was i saw mantis i think mantis got her no no excuse me drax got him flipping a car mm-hmm. which happened in the holiday special but my favorite was craglin's gift of craglin opening the gift of craglin opening the gift and it was all the same and then like he had a bow on his fin and then his uh-huh. his diagram had the bow on the fin and then the the little present yeah it was it's the bow infinite. on the fin that, and then he was doing the same smile over and over again. That was that yep. would made me laugh a lot. That was because funny as hell. I I paused it a couple times to look at those gifts too. Craglin's was the one I was like, oh. But I didn't notice the other ones, but I did notice Drax flipping the mm-hmm. car, and uh, Craglin. Yeah, I don't remember the others off the top of my head. I mean, they're just the events as they unfolded. But I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> like, how did you have time to make this? He probably just bought it, grew it, gave it away. Um, so it, I, I got a kick out of that. Um, did you notice too that, uh, and we'll get to the whole arm thing in a second, but uh, you know that one SNL song, the uh, Christmas Today or whatever? The din, 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 I can't, din, can't say that. that I do. I just had it up here in a little list. Um, but it's that classic like SNL skit with like Horatio Sands. Who else? I forget, but basically Jimmy Fallon that, probably. If, yeah, if Jimmy Horatio Fallon. Sands is in it, I can only assume Jimmy Fallon's there. You, Chris yep, you're right. Catan. He was always uh-huh. with those two guys too. And then Tracy Morgan. Um, yeah, I wish it was Christmas today. This special, this little song. Yeah, not off the top of my head. Did I name all the guys though? I think you did. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> but they uh they did a cover of it um towards the end of the special. Which was funny. You don't even catch it unless you actually like look it up. But I always thought that was kind of cool. But uh, yeah, yeah. James Gunn ain't fucking around. I think he's gonna do big shit for DC. We were just talking about that, dude. He really is. I mean, well, also we got Batman references in this. I I thought I remembered a Batman reference. Yeah, Who said that? It's Kevin Bacon because Mantis. They they found out he's an actor. They thought he actually did all those things. Like, which is funny. And also, he was in an X Men movie. So how does that work? If they're referencing all of his really? filmography. Yeah, he's an X2. Was he just a government guy? 
Yeah, I forget. It's not a bigger, it's not a major role, but like, you know, if you're going to talk about all his movies, he was in a mutant movie. Yeah, that would be a Brian question. That No, nah, that's a conundrum, paradox. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's like, no, pretend to be someone else. And he goes like, I'm Batman. And there's like, what? It, was just, it was just so funny, especially with like See, I his... Thought- I thought there was a Batman reference, but I couldn't. I couldn't remember for sure. And did it was in Eternals? We got a Superman reference. I think so. Yeah, because of Icarus being a Superman. Hmm. So what yeah. I'm looking for here? Superman uh, copycat, for lack of the word that I actually want. Rip off. Rip off. Uh, Superman rip off. Fuck, that was that was pissing me off. Um, yeah. So DC is canon. I mean, DC, their top three to five guys are just legendary. Yeah. Marvel, their number one guy is, is always going to be Spider-Man. But DC, between, I would say the, the big three, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, those are right. like, obviously, everyone everyone knows who Batman is. Everyone knows who Superman is. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows who Spider-Man is. And then Wonder Woman's a little bit below that with like the Hulk and mm-hmm. Wolverine. Like <laughs> there you go. I had to say it. So it's, I think it's funny that they that they meant like they're no slouch. They're not pretending that Batman's not a real thing. Like I think that's cool. And with with James Gunn being the vice president of talent relations or whatever the fuck he is. I know that's not what he is, but coach. Chairman, yeah. president, director. He's a whole thing over there now. I think I th- think it'll be cool. Mm-hmm. What was the other one he wanted to do? Like a Groot and Harley Quinn movie or some shit. Jeez. He wanted to do some he wants to do some weird shit. You know, he's a weirdo. <laughs> speaking of weird shit too. So Santa is Marvel Comics canon. He is a character in the comics. And he's supposed to be like one of the most like, you know, powerful beings because he's Santa. That's the one thing I was really surprised because I think like a long time ago when Gunn was just like asked about the special, like, are you excited about it? All that fun stuff, right? I think he was saying like he's really excited to like finally get a character he's always wanted or like an actor he's always wanted. People are always saying, it's fucking Santa. They're going to bring Santa into the MCU. That would have been fucking awesome. That's the one thing I was kind of like, damn, he didn't go for it. He didn't give us Santa, which I don't know. There's probably good reason. Probably didn't really think it was that big a deal, but... Probably just didn't make any sense to bring in Santa. Yeah. And maybe that was... Like, if you bring in Santa, I think it to eliminate the whole Kevin Bacon subplot, and it has to go into almost like Drax and Mantis save Christmas sort of thing with Santa. Yeah, bring him Santa instead of Kevin Bacon. Right. And then you're literally just telling us how many stories, like Nightmare Before Christmas, Kidnapping Sandy Claus, and other things. It's like, oh, they got to save Christmas. That's, you know, that's kind of boring. Give us Kevin Bacon, a human trafficking joke. And, yeah. And no, he was human trafficked, technically. Basically, yeah. yeah. Basically. All in all, good ass, good ass right. show. Does this earn an instant classic for you, like an instant rewatch every holiday season? I'll probably watch yeah. it every, uh, every Christmas or so. Yeah. It's a lot easier to watch than all of Hawkeye. True, you can just do it in one sitting. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Turn that on when I'm, you know, fluffing the tree or... Mm-hmm hanging ornaments or whatever. Yeah. Got a few bangers in there. Um, yeah. And like I said, Guardians of the Galaxy's top three for me, top five. Mm-hmm. 
I would probably say top five because Avengers are so good. But mm-hmm. as far as solo movies go, it's one, two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Those are all, you know. All fluctuates. But, uh, yeah, give me, uh, give me more of that. And I feel like Guardians 3 is not going to let mm-hmm. me down. Everybody's dude. Everybody's so quick to judge everything now, and I feel like every movie we watch, yeah. everyone's just like, "I thought it fucking sucked. I thought Thor: Love and Thunder sucked. I thought Black Panther: Wakanda Forever sucked. Multiverse of Madness was terrible. Fucking damn. It's just like uh-huh. I'm not that guy. Every time we walk out of a movie, you're like, "What do you give it? A nine, easy nine. Every Best time we ever. walk out of a movie, Venom versus Carnage. What do you give it? Nine. I gave that a nine. If I watched it right now, I'd be like, that movie was not as good as I remember it being. <laughs> but that's just because when I'm sitting there and I'm watching, I'm like, this is awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. They made this for us. And then everybody else is just like, well, fucking gang and gang and gang. But I, I expect, I, I keep going off the rails, but I expect Quantumania to be so very good. Chef's kiss. I expect mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy to be so very good. I expect the Marvels to be so very okay. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, man, we're going to have to do another episode too, just like phase five, you know. We did a phase four prediction or kind of like a speculate, not speculation, kind of like a preview. I know at the beginning of the 2022, which I had to like go back and look at, um, where we talked about like our predictions for the year. Um, But honestly, we'll save it for another episode. But I think phase five by what's, already being previewed, what kind of things we're going to get in just 2023 alone. I think phase five could potentially be the best phase of the MCU next to phase three, potentially, depending on how it goes. But it's definitely going to be one of the most important phases because of so much that it's setting up and going to do. I agree. I think Marvel had this big plan that led mm-hmm. into phase, the, uh, phase three. And it was just this big thing. And then we had this big crescendo at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, Thanos, everything else. And then you had uh, Far From Home, where it kind of came down. You get that awesome solo in the middle of your, of your song. And then the end goes. Yeah. And that was, that was uh, uh, Far From Home, that, that fade out. And then you start the next song. And you're like, that was so good. And then the next song, you're just playing and you just. Uh, let's just throw something in there. Phase four didn't seem like it was very well planned for me. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't there wasn't a map for it as much. They were just like, here's the stories we want to tell right now. Mm-hmm. To end with Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, I thought Wakanda Forever was a good movie. I don't think it was a phase ending movie. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? I think that's fair because you know every phase we've had was a big. Avengers ending. Avengers or the movie after a big Avengers movie. If they had like a big, big ass movie right before and then Wakanda Forever ended it, Mm -hmm. that would have been fine. But I just. Yeah, we didn't get a big team up movie. I even just not a big movie. I just, Mm -hmm. there, I've, there was no big deal in phase four. Yeah. The first time without an Avengers film in it. So. I just feel like this phase, they just kind of went, okay. I feel like we were just talking about it. Kevin, uh, 
say Kevin Bacon, Kevin Feige just came out and he's like, by the way, Black Panther ends phase four. Here's what we're going to do for phase five. Because there was no definitive thing. He was never like, phase four is going to be this. Other than just him saying it was grief focused, but it really felt like they were pulling the plug early. I think phase four really was supposed to go all the way up until like the middle or almost end of phase five. And yeah, I just, I remember, God, before COVID. So it had to be like 2019, Mm -hmm. getting in 2020. No, it was probably summer 2019. There Mm -hmm. was that big ass uh, Comic-Con. They were like Thor Love and Thunder where Natalie Portman come out with, with Mjolnir and mm-hmm. Thor Love and Thunder. I think they announced Shang-Chi. Uh, I can't remember if that was 2019 or 2018. They said there was going to be another Black Panther movie. There, you know, But they never gave anything about it. Yeah. And then COVID happened and they just scrambled and then they were just like, here's some shit. Here, mm-hmm. take it off. And, and, and as fans, we were like, yes. Give it to us. We'll take it was it the launch of Disney Plus, too, which they were really trying to make as a big deal. Yeah. Because they wanted to get their spot on the throne of the streaming wars. So so phase four was just odd. Kind of like throwing darts at the wall. They were just like, here's some story. Yeah, like I said, some stories we want to tell with no real map. Some things connected. Most things did not. Like Black Widow had Yelena. And Hawkeye had Yelena. Mm-hmm. And then Contessa, Valentina, like Rodé Fontaine was around in certain things. But then you had like Shang-Chi that didn't connect to anything so mm-hmm. far, at least. Right. The end with the rings and then also Miss Marvel's gauntlet or not gauntlet, but her. Like Bengal. Yeah. That's what it was called. Um, That might be a thing. It might not be a thing. The whole quantum realm thing might fit in. But as of right now, you saw Shang-Chi once. Mm-hmm. That's it. The Eternals, the big, you know, the big uh, celestial in the room. Everyone keeps bringing it up. How come nobody's talking about this celestial in the middle of the ocean? Yeah. They just don't. It, 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 that didn't connect to anything else. You know, you never hear from, there was fucking 17 celestials. You never hear from any of them anymore. Just one time, one movie. Obviously, they have more plans coming to kind of bring it all together. But Phase mm-hmm. 4, I just felt like they, they weren't really trying to do that. I appreciate Phase 4. I loved it. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't, it wasn't as cohesive to me as the other ones. I agree. I, I feel like I keep saying the same things and I'm rambling. But do you know what I'm saying? No, I think you say a lot of valuable things because I think a lot of people would agree with you too because like it's the biggest thing is there wasn't a clear through line. And sometimes it's, I don't necessarily feel like it's a good thing when the people who create it, right? I think your producers, your directors, your writers, everything, Kevin Feige, for example, have to go on like an interview and explain it to us because it's not like saying the audience is stupid, but it's like when everyone is claiming like, what the hell is the point of all this, right? Like, that's like, what's the lead up? What are we really going for? Ultimately, it's really just the fact like we're getting a bunch of new characters. It's okay to do a bit of a reset. Everyone's grieving and trying to get ready to like go from like knocked on your butt to finally being in standing on your own two feet again. That's fair. But really the only thing you have to take away is that um, like where are the characters at now and also that 
he who remains is going to be the big bad. So it's like he got introduced in Loki. I cannot, I cannot wait yeah. for more Jonathan Majors. I, I love that guy. I just saw him in a uh, devotion. I know you did see that. I saw your letterbox thing, you but he's everywhere right now, which is just hilarious because of the Kang thing. But he's just, he's got a good look. He's a good actor. Great human being. I, I'm excited for him. I, yeah, dude, he's going to be big. Yeah. He's going to be a big deal. Um, so that's, that, that's the only really thing. It's like we got introduced to him early on and not like in a post credit scene, right? Like with Thanos and Avengers 2012, we actually are seeing this character. We're going to see him a lot and everything. So I felt like if we were to get a little bit more of like, how do you make phase four more cohesive? Okay. You, in, Loki was what? The third thing of phase four. We got WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, and then we finally got Black Widow around the time of Loki, right? I think what? It was that summer? I think Black Widow came out. It was either in the middle of Falcon and Winter Soldier or the middle of Loki. So Loki was either third or fourth, but yeah. So if you're going to save like his introduction formally in Loki, um, and let's just go with it, right? So you get in there, make him appear in other things, especially with all this is a variant. All this is like the various timelines in the multiverse saga. So that's why I totally thought it had been possible. Like he shows up for like a little post credit scene in Wakanda forever. Granted, I actually agree. They didn't need to do anything. Ryan Coogler said, we don't want to do anything else like that because of this movie tonally everything it checks out i agree um after now seeing it but like if you put him in wandavision it makes a little sense um it's like you could you could have dropped little kang pins everywhere kang pin oh my god kingpin variant is kingpin get the fuck out of here oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yes adam Dwayne the conqueror um so you like you could have added up to like little things. And so that'd be like, okay, he's everywhere. You should be scared shitless. This guy is everywhere. How do you fight someone who's all these different versions of a bad, big, bad villain? And like you're gonna need a serious team up to fight that. That'd have been cool. But I don't think we're gonna get that until phase five. Especially we know Quantumania, he's gonna be a big antagonist for that. How do we see him afterwards? Um, that'll that remains to be seen, because you know. We always knew Thanos is coming. Thanos is coming. When he finally came, you're like, fuck yeah, let's go. But I don't think we're going to get that same delivery with Kang just because of who he is. Um, so I don't know. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited for Kang the Conqueror. I, when, we did, when we did Loki, you remember how, how mm-hmm. much I was gushing over He Who yeah. Remains and Jonathan Majors. What, what, what was the fucking line? He says, a leader. A conqueror. He who remains. Oh, conqueror. <laughs> like, like eating his apple, doing his thing. I was like, I fucking love this guy. I'm so excited. And I guess I like I said, I don't watch the trailers, but one of the guys at work said something to me the other day about I think he was just quoting Kang from the trailer. I don't know if Kang has any speaking lines in the Quantumania trailer, but I was like, Okay. Okay. But when you were talking, I thought of something. Totally left my mind when you started talking about King Conqueror. He has that effect on us. Yeah. So, phase four mm-hmm. is all done. Yeah, dude. And it's wild. We were just talking. I don't know if... They, he said phase four ended with Wakanda mm-hmm. forever, but 
Where does Guardians does fall end? in this? But does it end with the Guardians or does Guardians start phase five or does it does it really not matter? really matter? Yeah. I mean, it really <laughs> you know? doesn't. But I mean, maybe that's not true though, because we like we said, we got some big truth bombs. Mantis is related to Quill. They own nowhere. Also, Bucky's arm. <laughs> oh yeah, we forgot about Bucky's arm. You know, it's been that was probably like one of the biggest things talked about in that whole special. And I'm so glad within the first weekend, Gunn responded to tweets about it. He was like, Nebula felt the holiday spirit, so she went and she took it. That's that's what he said. Like, she went and she took it. I don't, I don't think it's... I, don't, I think people are reading too much into a, a holiday special. I 100% agree. I feel like come, uh, <laughs> come Thunderbolts, he's not going to be standing there with one arm <laughs> doing his fucking thing. But maybe he will be. I doubt it. The left arm. I'll probably have a new arm too for Thunderbolts. Let's uh, let's end here with a little uh, phase four ranking. Do it. We did them right before we started going. Um, sixteen projects. So we're not, so we're not including uh the holiday special. We did not include the holiday special. Give me your. Can you find my sixteen? There it is. Give me your sixteen through eleven. Okay, so. Uh, so we're doing these combined shows and movies because why not? Uh, so for my 16, I have Miss Marvel. 15 is What If. I have a feeling our list are going to be very similar, uh, but maybe not here. At number 14, I have Moon Knight. And then 13 is Eternals. Then 12, Love and Thunder. 11 is Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Yeah. 16, I have What If. Okay. 15, I have Eternals. Mm -hmm. So we have the same there. 14, I have Miss Marvel. Okay. 13, She-Hulk. Ooh, wow. 12, Moon Knight. Oh, oh, interesting. You're not going to love this. 11, I have Wakanda Forever. Wow. That low. I told you, we, I, I don't know if you remember when we were doing it, but I said, eh, that seems a little low. <laughs> but, but when I was doing it, you know, I might, obviously all these things can fluctuate. But at the time that I was doing it, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was, was 11. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, the one that I take away from too is like, I was expecting you to have Moon Knight a little bit higher, but I bet I know why you have it ranked so low. There's so much Steven. Was it... And all the action. Yeah. Moon Knight. I always explain to people, Moon Knight's the only show I've ever seen where they have action and then they just go, and then all the action is over and you don't get any of it and they don't bring it back later. Nothing. You just don't see it. And it blows my mind. I was like, give me something. And I liked Steven with a V, but like, he's not, he was boring to me. I was like, this is, this is like, can something happen? Can you give me something? So Moon Knight was pretty low. It was lower on yours. You had it at 14. Yeah, you know, the more I think about it, like whenever I always come back to like when I go to rank stuff, how rewatchable is something? Because um, that usually determines like, did I really enjoy it enough to rewatch this? Like to dedicate that time, you know? And when it's this whole series or like a three hour movie or whatever, that's time you got to take out, right? So you want it to be worth it. So with Moon Knight, I thought it was great that we actually got Moon Knight as a character, like literally in the MCU. That was awesome. I thought I had some really good moments and everything, but like I wasn't blown away and I felt like it was kind of just glossed over and like 
I, I'm okay with the whole like blackout scene of like, because they were trying to show that there is a third personality and save it as a post credit because they're setting up for season two, whatever. But like, I think that was a big cop out with that final battle. Literally like that, that should have been the moment where you don't bl- like do the blackout and you show us how brutal he fucking is. And then we're like, who are you? And then he snaps back to like, was it Steven or Mark at that point? Yeah. To whoever. Yeah. So it's like, damn, like that, that would have been cool. Um, and it just became like a big Godzilla fight too with Kanshu and, uh, and Amit. Yeah. Like whatever. I just, people get mad at me when I say this. So, uh, throw me all the hate and the shade that you need to. The show is called Moon Knight. Give me some Moon Knight. Yeah. Or even Mr. Knight is fine. Give me something. Like, I understand that you can't just give me a Moon Knight show. But Mm. I am historically critical of things that aren't what they seem. You watch Iron Man 3. How much Iron Man is in Iron Man 3? Very little. Christmas movie. There's very little Iron Man in Iron Man 3, which is why I don't fucking watch that movie. I'm not, like, I want to see Iron Man when I'm watching Iron Man. I don't want to see Tony Stark 3. I want, or, or if you call it Tony Stark 3, I know what I'm getting into. Gotcha. But like Moon Knight, the first episode ends with him just beating the shit out of that jackal or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, okay. And then the next episode, no Moon Knight. The third episode, no Moon Knight. Like there's so little Moon Knight. Yeah. And Mr. Knight was cool. Steven doing his whole thing. That was fine. But I feel like if you're doing your first season of Moon Knight, give us Moon Knight. Mr. Knight yeah. is cool. He's, he looks cool. He's awesome, right? Different fighting style than Moon Knight. But like different mm-hmm. fighting. trying to put 10 pounds of flour in a five pound sack here. Which is why it's probably good that they didn't bring uh, Jake. Yeah. Jake Lock- Lockley into into the show because then then you're fitting 15 pounds of flour in a five pound sack but it's just like give me mm-hmm. moon Knight. if i'm watching batman i'm not trying to watch bruce wayne I'm trying to watch fucking batman right <laughs> that's that's all i gotta say about it. that's fair man and you know maybe season two will now that we finally get like all the cats out of the bag right we'll actually see a better story because now there's nothing to hide other than the fact that the situational irony of the characters uh, not even knowing that, you know, there's a third guy in the room, right? Um, or he's taking the lead. So we'll see. Um, you had Thor Love and Thunder so low. Yeah, I was... I, I know why you did. So it's not like I have to ask you a thousand questions, but you had it so low. I know. You know, like, and I think I said it uh, episodes ago, but like I, when I decided I was like baking or something and I decided to just throw on Love and Thunder for the first time since uh, the theatrical uh, experience. And I did tear up more and I did like have a better time with it. But as a film overall, I just felt like it fell flat for me that it's not that gore should have been a much bigger fucking deal. He barely like to your point, it's called Moon Knight. Where's my Moon Knight? If he's the God Butcher, it's not called Gore the God Butcher, the movie. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying his name is Gore the God Butcher. He butchers gods. You just don't he see like him butchers like what? Gods. Two gods off screen? So like I, I like and he I guess in the comics too is a much bigger like foe and I would have loved to see that 
granted, the way it ends, I think it's still a very touching thing. It's just like sometimes when they get, I feel like when the uh, MCU gets like too spread or spread too thin, you're sacrificing what could have been longer. Like same thing with Age of Ultron, right? It was like what a week of Ultron. Yeah, Ultron shouldn't watch is a pretty big villain for good reasons. Like he really can fuck things up, and I kind of feel like maybe he'll eventually come back at some point. We can only um, at least for Secret Wars because he's a uh, prominent in Secret Wars in the comics. So I think it'd be Secret pretty cool. Secret Wars is gonna be fucking wild, dude. <laughs> and you could kill off anyone you want. I think we'll get into it. I don't even want to bring it up right now. Um, so that's why I just rank it so low. And then Doctor Strange, I feel like it was. It was oh yeah, okay. you did Doctor Strange down there. I know you didn't love Doctor Strange. Mm. It's mainly because of the Raimiisms, man. I just some people love it. If you're a big Raimi fan, you have a great time. Me, just I don't want to watch every fucking little Easter egg to your own IP and property. Yeah, you had She Hulk higher than I thought you were gonna. I didn't realize you liked She Hulk that much. <sighs> I almost put She-Hulk higher in my list than where it's at right now because the rewatch did... Oh, yeah, you did your rewatch. The rewatch that I binged did a big change in my opinion on it, and it really grew on me. Um, And I think a lot of it has to do with Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, she carries that. All right. Well, let's move on here. 10 through, what is it, 6? Yeah. Um, So my 10 is the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. Number nine is Werewolf by Night. Eight is Black Widow. Seven is She-Hulk. And then number six is Loki. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hit me with yours. You're not going to love this. I promise <laughs> you. Because I know I know this is going to be in your top three. My number 10, WandaVision. I knew that's it. <laughs> WandaVision. You know, I'm not that bothered by it, but proceed. Our nines were the same. Werewolf by Night. Oh, cool. Our eights were the same. Black mm. Widow. Seven, Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Six was Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay, okay. So hmm. right now we're about the same. Uh, you have WandaVision higher than I do. Mm-hmm. I have Thor Love and Thunder higher than you do. I have Loki higher than you do. What else? I... I have you still have to go to Black Panther, but we'll get there. I digress. We'll get there when we get there. Um, Black Widow. So we both have it at number eight. Number eight. I like that movie. I still like that movie. I love, love him. I love the Red Guardian. I love him. Yeah. And I understand people not loving. You know, it's fine. I get it. He's barely in it. He's just comedic relief but he's just like this he's funny he's strong he's he's i just i, I enjoy him i enjoy david harbour i'm probably not going to watch him in violent night or whatever it's called where he's santa i don't care much oh yeah i don't care enough about that to watch that but i do enjoy it i thought it was good that nat had her own solo film after doing so much heavy lifting through the whole mcu and now she's getting shit on for her solo film thought that was not fair. Mm-hmm. Drakov sucks, but, you know, what you, what you, you're not going to hit it out of the park every fucking time. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem with the movie is Taskmaster. I right. agree. Taskmaster yeah. was fucking lame. Mm-hmm. I get it. I need a Taskmaster mm-hmm. Funko Pop for my Thunderbolts 
uh, display that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get like the old school and the new school of of them. Mm, cool. But I don't want to pay thirteen dollars for a fun, for a for a Taskmaster pop because I don't think it's worth that much money. I'm surprised it's even on Amazon. I have to go to like a place and see it for six dollars because nobody, yeah, nobody yeah, wants that shit. But yeah, she's she, you know she didn't do like I didn't read the comics. A lot of people that I talked to were big comic people, but I was first introduced to Taskmaster and the Spider-Man PS4 game where mm-hmm. same has the photographic memory and he talks a lot of shit and you're just like, I fucking hate this guy. Mm-hmm. He beats the fuck out of you every time. Cause he knows what you're doing Yep. where this one is just dead silent. Still. I, I don't understand why everyone was so upset about the way she fought. A, they were mad that she was a girl. B, they were like, well, she should have a photographic memory and fight just like, well, she was, she fought like Bucky. She fought like Natasha. She, mm-hmm. she did, you know, with a little screen time she had, she does the shit with her shield, like a uh, cap. I don't understand what the big problem is, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I think a lot of it comes down to is like the fact, like what makes ta- Taskmaster so unique is the fact like he can do all those copying and stuff. So the fact that you took away the skill of hit the, like the antagonist villain versus just, just a program. Okay. That's why. I guess, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. And then um, you had a Werewolf by Night lower than I thought you were going to. Yeah, I had it at nine. You know, I think I've only watched it once, too. I don't think it warranted a rewatch yet. It is so cool, like, what it actually is. I I don't know why. I always thought it was supposed to be animated, so I was so, like, pleasantly surprised. Um, but it's just, like, it's a special, right? So Guardians, special, same title, little special card, but it actually has its place in the MCU. And, because of the characters and everything. But where does... It's yet to be seen, but where is Werewolf by Night actually going to lead us into, like, the the future of the MCU? Other than the fact, like, Man-Thing is, uh, you know, not on the loose, but he's free. And then what does it mean for that... Uh, I forget the name of, the, like, the amulet they caught and everything, too. I guess that has some pretty big things. The Bloodstone? The Bloodstone, right? Right. Yeah, Elsa Bloodstone. Yeah, so I, I, I imagine it's got to tie in eventually down the road but where? So that's why I just don't know yet. Cause it's like, just like with what if, right? How much were these episodes supposed to be part of a bigger narrative versus how much were they literally just a, a one-off what if have fun, tell a little story and move on. Werewolf by night is one of those things where if I was flipping through channels back in 2001, when yeah. you flipped through channels and I just saw something on and I watched it, but I didn't see the very, very beginning. I would have never guessed that that was a Marvel thing. I am. Hmm. A little familiar with Man Thing, but not enough to be like, that's Marvel Thing. Right. I would have gone that whole thing. Werewolf, Dracula, fucking uh, David Bowie looking yeah. ass. Um, yeah. Jessica Jones looking ass. Mm-hmm. Man Thing doing his thing. And I would have been like, oh, that was a Halloween thing. It wasn't terrifying. It was enjoyable. Whatever. Uh, next. But if, yeah. If there was no Marvel tag on it, I would have never guessed that that was a Marvel. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I think it's because it, it it was produced and made so well. That's why it really earned the respect. Um, but I agree. It's it's just opening up more of the characters in, like, in Marvel that you never even knew were characters. Yeah. You said Santa Claus is a Marvel character, but like um, the werewolf and Dracula and mm-hmm. all those classic horror things are are all Marvel characters too. And that's another thing. I, so 
we know that Werewolf by Night, that issue or whatever, 15, was the first appearance of uh, Moon Knight. That's what we were all hoping for. It was like a, a Moon Knight something. Yeah, because you get... How, what, like, that's why I felt it was weird, right? And you brought up, like, they f- didn't feel like they really had a big plan as much, like, connected or, like, tightly wound. I going to release Moon Knight and Werewolf by Night in the same year of the same phase and not have a little bit of a connection, right? So, like, if you want to say Werewolf by Night is supposed to have, like, a connection more to the MCU, that would be your connection. What if Jake Lockley shows up as one of the people hunting because Conchu wants that bloodstone or, like, something else? Like, that'd be kind of cool. But also, you could argue that maybe it takes away from what makes Werewolf by Night special. Even just a mention of a name or or something. You could have just been at the end and then leave it as a cliffhanger. Yeah, literally anything. But they just, I guess, if it tanked, they would have been like, eh, we tried. Right. So they learned from the uh, the Inhumans. Oh, oh, good old Inhumans. So before we go into the top five, I just want to ask, so you've talked about why you kind of usually rank WandaVision lower, but for uh, the listener's sake, why do you uh, have it at, it was near, near number 10, right? WandaVision is my number 10. So why is that? I just, I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't love mm-hmm. it, but I also didn't like hate it, hate it. WandaVision holds a special place in my heart because in the middle of WandaVision, we started our podcast. Hell yeah, man. The first, so let's go back in time a little bit. Hop into our quantum realm, reverse Mobius strip. Far From Home comes out. We watch that. Life is good. Mm-hmm. My friend, my best friend in the world, Richard, hasn't seen 70% of the Marvel movies. Right. So we go through a watch through. He comes over every Thursday or every Wednesday, whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. We watch a Marvel movie. Henry's still really little. He goes to bed earlier than he does now. Cool. We made it through every movie. We get to Captain Marvel, which at the time was, I think, Infinity War, Captain Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Endgame, Far From Home. I think that's how the end goes. Yeah, you're right. So we made it to Captain Marvel. We only had three movies after that. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel comes out. And I noticed Richard's on his phone a lot. I'm like, what the, what? And he goes, oh, uh, Rudy Gobert, a basketball player for the Utah Jazz at the time. He's getting in a lot of trouble because he said it's something about this thing going on in China. He touched all the microphones yeah. and he oh, left. I remember that. I remember that. And uh, and all of a sudden, the whole fucking world shut down. And it was like surreal. Now that we're here, it's a little it's a little more laxed now. But at the time, it was surreal. Yeah. Like, what is How this? How they were just like, don't go to the store. Just stay in your house. And it was great like we didn't watch the other movie we were afraid to see each other um not that we were afraid to we were we didn't want to we didn't want to get each other sick yeah and believe what you want to believe but i was taking the cautious route Mm -hmm. i had a young kid right and not you i know how you feel about it but for whoever's listening to my sultry voice right now i was just trying to be safe that's all for the record i am not anti-vax or anything I know, I know, but I don't want to offend anybody and have somebody be like, fuck you, you hippie. You're good. <laughs> so we didn't watch the other movies until much later. And I know you're sitting here going, what the fuck does this have to do with WandaVision? We had a big ass gap there mm-hmm. with nothing. Yeah. So Far From Home came out in July. 2019. And then I think 
WandaVision came out in January 2020? 2021. Was it 2021? No, I'm a liar. Yes, it is 2021. Because, no, I'm a, I'm a liar. It's, tw- no, okay, yes, it was 2021 because March is 2020 is when the lockdown happened and we were still in the COVID phase of, yeah, everything you just described. So it was 2021. So we went a year and a half, a year and, and with nothing, you know, more than a half of nothing. Yeah. And, you know, we were starting to get the itch and it's like, oh, fucking Black Widow, the reason that, a lot of people hate it so much is that it, it got delayed, got delayed, it got delayed, it got delayed. You were so ready to go see it. Delayed. Okay, whatever. We're going to go see it this day. Delayed. Fuck. Right. Finally, you go see it and you're like, well, that wasn't worth delaying it all those times. But I still mm. enjoy it. Like, I don't go into things going, I had to wait all the time for that. Whatever. Yeah. You got to wait. You got to wait. Cool. Mm-hmm. We waited a year and a half. Now I'm sitting here going, I had to wait all the time for that <laughs> because that's exactly what I'm yeah. about to say. And then we got all cozy in our beds. Fucking WandaVision. I was like, this is going to be fucking sick. Vision is so cool. Mm-hmm. He was fucking terrible in Infinity War. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, Wanda is so badass. Let's be real here. Elizabeth Olsen, smoking hot. Cannot wait for this fucking show. First episode comes on, ends, I go, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. If we waited all that time and then Werewolf by Night was the first thing, on, that would have been uh, number 15 for sure. Number 16, whatever. Because interesting. that first episode of WandaVision had nothing to do with Marvel at all. That was just characters. And then they were like, look, I can fucking make dinner. And fucking, it was black and white. It was right. fucking, uh, what's her name? Deborah Jo Rupp going, <laughs> stop, stop. Yeah. And, yeah. Got all creepy. And uh, I just wasn't taking in the big picture. I was just expecting Marvel to be like, we're fucking back. But they did not do that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, not loving it. And I think it was episode four where I was really like, Jimmy Woo was in it and I was really getting into it. And it just, I don't know. I liked Agatha. I loved mm-hmm. Agatha. Ugh. Agatha Harkness. Thought she was awesome. You knew something was going on with her because she was so close to the main thing. Um, yeah. The side story with the with the bad guy, he didn't even. Yeah, with Sword and Monica Rambeau. Yeah, and all that stuff. Tyler yeah. or something or another. Yeah, I don't remember. I just, it was. The director Hayward. Hayward, that's his name. Yeah. Good, not great. I just, mm. my expectations were too high, and that's my fault. I just was, I, I wanted more than what I got. But with when you're dealing with the Scarlet Witch yeah. and you're dealing with Vision, who are two of the most powerful characters in Marvel, mm-hmm. and you get like almost nothing, it was just, mm-hmm. it, it just rubbed me the wrong way. The whole That's Darcy true. thing and Vision not knowing what the hell was going on. I just, I don't know. I, ex- I expected more. Now, you brought up Darcy, too. That was one thing I was kind of surprised. Darcy didn't mention anything about what happened in Westview in Love and Thunder. And a very, very brief appearance, but still, I was kind of like, really? Nothing? She was like, so where have you been? Oh, uh, it's a long story. Like, that have been funny. I guess she's dealing with stage four cancer, Jane Foster, but I just, I don't know. We'll see if we get more woo in uh, Quantumania. I don't know. Also, I think Darcy's a, I think Darcy's a scroll. Of course she does. I think she is. We'll see. We will see. WandaVision 
that's why I don't have it at like 14. For a long time, it was at the very bottom because wow. I'm just saying for a long time before we yeah. got more stuff, it was real low. Ah, gotcha. Good point. Good point. But now we've gotten more stuff and I'm like, well, WandaVision was better than Moon Knight. It mm-hmm. was better than She-Hulk. It was better than mm-hmm. this other stuff. But I still think there's shows better than that. Yeah. Like I had Falcon and Winter Soldier at six. I really enjoyed Falcon and Winter Soldier. On the contrary to WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier opens up fucking Sam flying through the sky, taking out missiles and shit, fighting George St. Pierre in the first fucking right. episode. Hell yeah. Hook me up. You know, and that series too was originally supposed to be the first Marvel streaming series we were supposed to get on Disney Plus. But then it got pushed back because of COVID. And like phase four definitely would have been totally different if COVID never happened. That's that's fair to say. It altered a lot of stories and everything. Um, timelines, it, it's, it's nuts. But I mean, a lot of that plot was supposed to be about a virus. So they had to cut a lot out and try and reshape it. So like, I feel like that show probably could have been a little bit better if that didn't happen. Um, but you know, it's all got some really cool moments. It's just, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't as like, wow, to me, it didn't blow Falcon and Winter but, Soldier. Like, some, yeah. But there are some really good moments. Like all the Isaiah Bradley stuff. I fucking love that that's in there. It made me tear up so many times. Um, like actually seeing more about, you know, what does it mean to take out the mantle, be Captain America. It was good. Um, but we got John Walker is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like <laughs> you say, yeah, like you believe it. I'm thinking, uh, I love John Walker. Here I am. Fight he, me. <laughs> it remains to be seen what we'll get from him in Thunderbolts. But yeah, that's why I just kind of rank it a little bit lower. But I also haven't really done a full rewatch of it. I did one kind of like one of those lazy ones where it's like it's just on and you know if I miss stuff, I miss stuff. But it was fun because that was I think the first show we actually did a full episode by episode review because we were at the tail end of yeah. division. So it was pretty fun to try and uh, you know get our feet wet as podcasters. So do well, all right. Five to one. No, give me five and four. Okay. Number five, Hawkeye. And then four is Shang Chi. Four is Shang Chi. All right. My five is Thor, Love, and Thunder. Okay. And my four is Hawkeye. Mm, interesting. Um, I genuinely enjoyed Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. We, we all know what I loved about Thor, Love, and Thunder. I've beaten it to death. Uh-huh. We don't need to talk about it. Hawkeye, good as hell. Haley Steinfeld. Oh. Plus, she's, a, she's good in the show. She's, I'm watching it again. She's fighting Jack with the in fencing. Yeah. You know, they, they pull the uh, the cover over your eyes with Jack, thinking he's going to be the bad guy. Yep. Boom. Not him. Armand, that whole thing. Um, plus, Clint not being able to hear. Right. I just got through the episode where he's talking to Nathaniel, mm-hmm. the youngest from... Uh, Back home. Age of Ultron, where mm-hmm. she's pregnant with him. Now he's, what, six? Yeah. Something yeah, like that. take. And he's talking to him on the phone and he can't hear a word. And it's just uh, Kate writing down the cliff notes and then he talks. And then mm-hmm. Just kind of now, I mean, I was a dad when it came out, but now as a dad to like a kid that talks, it's like, oh, that's fucking terrible. But if I wasn't able to hear my kids, you know? Yeah, right. So it's just good show. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like, as, we, as we're going to find out, I don't think it was the best show, but I do think it was a good show. So. Trying to do my math here with yours. I know you have at least one show. 
One movie. I have one show and two movies. Two movies. Okay, so I know your top three. But I don't know the order, but I, but I do. <laughs> I think I have yours down too. <laughs> but okay. Um, hit me with your number three. Number three is Wakanda Forever. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So you know my you two and my one. You didn't say Black Panther, you fucker. But I just keep calling it Wakanda Forever. That's I fine. think it's easier to say. I yeah. I had it ranked low. I think if I watched it again, I'd rank it a little higher. I've yet to rewatch it. I've been wanting to. I haven't had the sh- like the uh, the time to do so. But like, dude, that movie was probably the one I was m- outside of No Way Home. The one I was most like, like I need more of a fix on because I listened to that soundtrack. I dove into it. I fucking loved like learning little bits and pieces about like the story more. Little things I missed. Like I really, I don't, and I don't know why. But Wakanda Forever really stuck with me, and I had a good time with it. So, I uh, I'm I'm still really excited to finally go rewatch. What, what's the can. YouTube channel where the guy dives in and he's like, "Here's fucking 700 oh, new, rock stars. new rock stars." Yeah, I watched a bunch of him, and there's another, there's another guy where he pretends he's in a movie store. He's got like a little dog, and they do the same thing. Where they're like, "Here's I don't know that one." Ah, uh, you'd probably know it if you saw it. But here's here's a bunch of Easter eggs you missed, and I watched a lot of stuff about um, that movie. Still, the biggest thing that I've taken away that I've only heard from you was the fact that uh, Riri threw a heater, no, threw a radio or speaker, mm-hmm. and then she and she was going to hit her with a heater. You're like that's exactly how they kill or not killed, but that's exactly how they attacked him. And I was like, holy shit! Yeah, I never, ever would have figured that out ever. My number three, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Nice. You had that at four. Uh, that was my, f- was it my five? five? I think it was four. I think Hawkeye was your yeah, four. Yeah, four was Shang-Chi. I was, okay, so. Or Hawkeye was your five and. Uh, four was Shang-Chi. So we had it pretty close. I'm kind of surprised that see it so high on your list. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I, uh, like you, we, we like we've talked about. Shang-Chi a little bit suffers from boring uh, main character syndrome. Kind of like the original Black Panther. Where like the side characters are more exactly. entertaining than the, yeah. than the, than the main character. Mm-hmm. But as you grow, I think you get better. Like the original Black Panther and Shang-Chi are very similar movies. Yeah. The bad guy is more inter- is more interesting to you than the main character. Like Killmonger, everybody loves Killmonger. Everyone thought Wenwu was awesome. Yeah, um, the motives are really good. Black Panther, his sidekick Shuri is like a wisecracking girl versus Shang Chi's got Katie. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tylo, Talo. Yeah, Tylo is Wakanda, but mm-hmm. Asian. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but I I just, I loved Shang-Chi. I, mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm a real big martial arts fan. That probably plays into it a lot where it's not guns and blasters. You know, look at my favorite people. It's, you know, Captain America who fights with his hands and, and Shang-Chi and Black Panther. They all fight with their hands. I, I don't get me wrong. I fucking love Thor. <laughs> I, I will always say in the Incredible Hulk, when everybody asks me about the Incredible Hulk, I go, dude, he rips a car in half. I say it every time. There it is. He rips a car in half and he uses it as boxing gloves. I love people that use their hands. 
And Shang-Chi, you know, mm-hmm. uses his hands and his feet and his knees and everything else. That fucking bus scene is amazing. The, uh, the side of the building scene, amazing. You know, uh, and he still stays, like, fun with Katie. Yeah. Where he's more boring with the rest of the characters. Mm-hmm. When it's with Katie, still do you know going out and singing karaoke and 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 talking to that other girl who doesn't know what the fuck is going on, right? And stuff like that. I think Shang Chi was just so well done. Mm-hmm. And on the opposite end of Wandavision, I wanted this much from Wandavision, and I got this much. So I had this much disappointment. Yeah, Shang Chi, I expected this much, and I got this much. So there was this much happiness right. from Shang Chi. And obviously, if you're listening, you can't see what I'm doing, but you, you probably get the gist yeah, of what I'm saying. Scale. So Shang-Chi, I just really enjoyed it. And it would have been my favorite Phase 4 movie if... Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, I think we each have a show and a movie left. And uh, yeah, it would have been my favorite Phase 4 movie had, you know, this legendary movie not come out in Phase 4. That's pretty cool, man. I mean, like, yeah, it's why I kind of have it so high, too, is because... It did a really cool job of doing a really unique origin story, like of introduction of uh, Shang-Chi and everything, but like the combat, man, honestly, that might be next to like the Winter Soldier. That probably is the number one MCU film for fight choreography and everything. It's just so damn good. Um, And like, you know, I I really feel for the characters, but I agree, like Shang-Chi himself feels a little kind of flat on the surface. Um, and Simu Liu is a great actor, great everything. Haven't seen him blow up in big roles yet um, outside of just Marvel. So is that a, you know, a commentary on his actual ability to perform? I don't know. Uh, it's kind of besides the point, but overall, like, I had a really good time in the movie. Soundtrack was dope. Everything was pretty cool. Um, and it did a good job of, like, showing other stuff, too. So we'll see. Simu Liu, he's he's got some funny uh, TikToks and stuff. Yeah. He's he's around. I just saw a commercial with him and Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is a basketball player. He's like oh, I think seven, I saw that. Yeah, seven feet tall, and and you know Simu Liu is like standing with him, talking for a while, and they're doing their thing, and they like steps down from his little platform. Yeah, and Giannis is like a foot and a half taller than him. I thought that was funny. Uh, also. I didn't mention like the badass sidekick where Simu Liu's sister is. Oh yeah. Uh, Xing Xing Li. Yeah. Is is like a badass versus like Okoye is this badass that's right there with him. Um, obviously Xing Xi Ling. I think it's Xi Ling, not Xing Li. Xi Ling. She uh has other motives versus Okoye is so very loyal, but they're not the exact same. They just have a lot of similarities. Right. So that was that was my stuff, three, Shang Chi. So your two, nice. Obviously, is number two, One Division. Number one, No Way Home. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, uh, my number two was Loki, and my number one was No Way Home. That's pretty cool. So, a show and a movie took the top two for both of us. You know, Loki is very very good, but it's just like I've said it a million times, so I won't repeat myself. But like. I love WandaVision so much just because finally got it back. I love the mystery. I love how batshit it got with uh, the speculation, although a lot of it was fan expectation overdoing it. Mephisto confirmed. We're going to get him in 2023, apparently. Um, Confirmed, I guess. But, like, 
I, I, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. And it really made me kind of appreciate Scarlet Witch and uh, Olsen a little bit more because we finally got to see why she's such a, like a, just a big deal, man. And she's powerful and she's fucking nuts. And it was cool. But I just felt like sometimes, um, I know just fans kind of got the best of themselves because of how they were going off the rails. Um, but I love it. It's a good time. And I just love like the sitcominess of it. I love that they really try to push for something so weird and it's, you know, it's got source material from the comics doing the weirdness, but it was cool. And I think a lot of that comes down to how well the cast just pulls it off with Olsen and Bettany and Catherine Hahn, especially just, it's great. Um, and then of course we'll talk about no way home, but, uh, Loki number two for you. You had Loki so low. I think you're, I think Loki was like number 12 for you or something like that. You know, and I just, I was even thinking about it too when I was doing the ratings, like why do I have Loki so low? And I think it's because after a while, I really just kind of get tired of the whole 70s kind of look with like the TVA and like the color palette and just looks very like mustardy bland to me. I haven't done a rewatch. I've tried. I haven't done a full one yet, but I think in time it will get better. I just for me and my list. Yeah, just right now it's. I just started a Hawkeye high. rewatch as we saw as we talked about like an hour and a half uh-huh. ago, um, but Loki's the only show that I have rewatched, and actually mm. sat there and watched it. Um, gotcha. Loki is the only show where I was like, I need to see the next episode. Mm. All these other shows, I could have waited a day, two days, three days, whatever. Mm-hmm. Watch it when I watch it. All these other shows, some people like to just, you know, uh, Alyssa is one of these people. Some people like to wait until they're all out and then watch them all at the same time. I feel like with most of these shows, I could have done that. With What If, I could have waited until they were all out and then never watched the show at all, personally. (laughs) But with Loki, I was just like, oh, I need to see what happens next. Oh, I need to see what happens next. Loki was awesome. Sylvie, awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that different variants of Loki have different powers. They're not all the same thing. Right. And then you had the little crew. A boastful Loki was, you know, he was what he was. Kid mm-hmm. Loki was was entertaining. You know, he killed Thor. Holy shit. Alligator Loki was a fucking alligator. Whatever. But classic Loki's where the uh where it lies. Like For that guy was purpose. was amazing. When he when he rises Asgard to distract Elias, mm-hmm. it was all it was just incredible. Just watching it, just like oh my it chills. Um, the whole thing with the TVA and and uh, I can't the, the timekeepers. Time I couldn't remember their names, but like trying to brainwash uh, Hunter B fifteen. It is B fifteen. Oh, wow trying to brainwash her and then they they brainwashed the other the other girl that they told her that they, she had killed herself and that she was dead or whatever yeah and really she was doing like martinis with uh with sylvie trying to get information mm-hmm. out of her like it was such a good i thought it was so good and the timekeepers ended up being robots and you're like no fucking way and then and all of a sudden loki gets fucking pruned and you're like get the fuck out of here what is going on? It was so, it was so good. And, you know, I haven't even mentioned mm-hmm. Mobius. Mobius had this great 
uh, chemistry with Loki. I thought the whole thing with everybody just waiting, just waiting to see this guy on a on a jet ski, and it never happened. But jet ski, yeah. But you're just like fucking Deadpool. I think he's supposed to be in Deadpool. If Deadpool doesn't put him on a jet ski, we're never going to see that guy on a jet ski. So, Sino, do you know why the whole Deadpool connection? So apparently there was a tweet. Uh, Miss Minutes, yeah, I saw. And like, so I assume there's going to be like a TVA time variance. Yeah, thing and like between right. Logan and Deadpool, bringing them into the MCU. I think that's dude. Be- can you imagine? Yeah, like literally TVA is how they explain how Deadpool gets in. Like literally, imagine literally, it's probably just Loki, this this show, but swap in. Wolverine and Deadpool, it kind of works. Yeah, I'm sure if the, like it's, I can just imagine a whole Deadpool wearing the Loki jacket and everything, but it's Deadpool's mask and him just making fun of it. Gonna be wild. But I feel like if they're gonna bring Mobius in, even for a split second, it'll be him on a fucking jet ski. And that's how they could fill in Deadpool. Like this is everything that happened with all the MCU. How they show Loki's like life in front of him on that screen. Imagine him just doing the commentating. Like, what the fuck? How'd they let him do that? Like, why yeah. did she do this? And like, like, holy fuck. Like, what am I missing? Like, yeah. it's like I could kill the like, like him on his jet ski. Wow. Cause he never said wow or anything like, Oh my God. Yeah. It was just so gripping. And then he who remains comes in and he stole the show. The last episode. And it's all just talk. You know, it's just a conversation. Yeah. He doesn't do, he doesn't really do anything. All of a sudden he's just like, and eh, now I don't know what's going to happen. You're like, well, what happened at that moment? You yeah, know, is that dude. when this happens? Is that when this happens? What's what's going on? Suspense. And so you're gonna get more out of that and everything. You know, Elias. I don't think they kill Elias. I don't know if he can. It's almost like so he's or... he's probably still around somewhere doing something. Yeah. Um, Renslayer is like a real big part of Kang the Conqueror and the love interest. I believe. Yes, and and. Um, the whole thing with he who remains. So she'll be around. And I feel like this is just such a big thing to mm-hmm. happen. And I was just like blown away. Um, season two, I think there's a, there's a teaser out or a trailer or maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I think cause so they just had recently at uh this Disney, like kind of like Comic-Con, but it's for, I think it was in the Philippines, like the APAC, the Asian Pacific area and everything. And nothing was shown or released, but that's why we got the Guardians trailer, I think, and then other stuff. But from what I heard, there was, like, shots shown, maybe a trailer for Loki, but, like, at least, like, stills okay. a little bit, showing more, like, you know, just photo stills. But I guarantee we're probably going to get a, a trailer for Loki season two within, I'd say probably February. I, um... It's my bet. hate to be a downer. I think season two is not going to be as good as season one. I think season one was just so so big for me i was like i what yeah i went in loki is one of those characters where everybody you love him or you you hate him i didn't love him i i was like i don't see why everybody loves this guy so much and even in the show i didn't love loki so much but all the other characters fucking casey we laugh about casey He's all the time this season two. really yep i saw confirmed there's one article because no one really gave a shit yeah. but we love casey yeah so I just, yeah, that's a fish. I just loved Loki so much. And, uh, yeah, I don't even know how, I like, I've, I've, I'm beating a dead horse at this point. How upset are you that you're never going to be able to watch Spider-Man No Way Home 
for the first time on opening night ever again. Well, not good. You know, it's funny. So I was, uh, depending on when all this is released and everything, I was fortunate to be a guest on the Two Sides of Story podcast. And that was a question I asked. I was like, is there anything you guys ever wish there was like, whether a movie experience, whatever it was, you wish you could go back and like forget your memory, do it all over again? Because, you know, you only get to experience something for the first time once. And I would definitely like agree. No Way Home was such a damn good time. Oh my God. Can you imagine if that was the way phase four ended on that note and everything? Like, see, that would have been that's like a fireworks. better phase four ender to me. There have been two endings with Spider Man as a, for a phase. Or even Far from Home and then No Way Home. Even if you swap No Way Home with Thor Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. you put Thor Love and Thunder coming out at the end of last year, you put No Way Home coming out. The timelines don't really match up because at the end of No Way Home, he's fighting in the snow and you kind of no matter what you need to have multiverse of madness after no way home true yeah so that's the problem too but i guess black panther didn't need to end it so you could have had black black panther and no way home come out last year and then have no way home be like the crescendo and then multiverse of madness be the uh the fade Mm, out into fate at the end of phase four Mm, interesting where, like, Phase 2 ends with Ant-Man, mm-hmm. but Age of Ultron was right before that. Where this one, I think, should have ended No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness. But yeah, what, what do I know? What do I know? Um, that was one of the best movie-going experiences I think I could have ever asked for. So much fun, man. Everybody's so excited, cheering. Um, I always say we, we picked the perfect seats as our group because sitting next to me was a little boy that was watching mm-hmm. Blippy the whole time on the phone. And I know you would have been fucking pissed. I know Richard would have been so fucking mad if he was sitting where I was. But as a father, as a, as a nonchalant guy, watch I your show. Your I get it. Your dad, your mom really want to see this movie. Not everybody has access to babysitters. I get it. Do your thing, little guy. I'm going to watch mm-hmm. this fucking movie. I don't care. I'm so good at, blocking out three-year-olds it's crazy respect so i think it was perfect where i was sitting the whole thing happened the movie was fucking awesome the cheering was a like was amazing i heard stories of people going to see it two weeks after it came out and people had already seen it It wasn't as big of a deal mm-hmm. when we saw you know the cane hits the ground it's daredevil fucking daredevil everyone's going nuts the portal opens up. Andrew walks. You, you know, you see Andrew all the way down the alley. You know, I know it. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. he comes in. He takes the thing off, puts it in his mouth. Oh my fucking god! You know, he doesn't have the. I'm going so fast. I'm getting so excited. He doesn't have the uh, Spidey sense for bread. That's fucking hilarious. And then the other portal opens up. It's Toby just standing there. Jesus Christ! Like you knew it was coming, but you didn't know. You know, they did a really good job of keeping that under a lot like you knew it but did you know it wasn't real until it was real yeah like i feel like the whole dr doom coming at the end of black panther was like it was gonna happen i've seen so many things talking about it and it's like this is why and it made perfect sense the explanations and this and that mm-hmm. and then it didn't happen and you're just like, oh i guess he's not gonna be here right such is life and um with this one you're like, 
they gotta bring them in. And you know, they're all like, nope, not in it. I'm thinking they're gonna be in it. And then they were. It was just it was so good. Such a great movie going experience. Um yeah. No way home. Um on the rewatch though, not as amazing as the first time. Dude, honestly, and I think that's partially why I haven't gone and rewatched it yet. It's still good, but there's no cheer like you lose the audience there's not even like a cheering track playing for obvious reasons but like andrew walks in and you're sitting in your living room it's just andrew's there mm. there's no yeah there's no nothing it's yeah just, hey guys in your mind you're like dude but and you got that it, awkward yeah it's stuff. just yeah like um i watched the honest trailer on youtube for it and they just show andrew walking in and there's no noise and like, yeah this is weird yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, I don't I think I ranked this movie number two of my all time. I don't know if I think that was a little recency bias at the time. Yeah. But it's still my favorite movie of this uh mm-hmm. phase. phase. It's still my favorite thing from this phase. Right. Because it was still so good. The Spider Man all working together was good. The amazing references, the fucking what the organic web references. That's another like yeah. earlier, you know. We've been talking forever. Earlier, we said, um, or I said that Marvel's been doing a good job answering questions where I'm just like, how the fuck is that? Like, Toby and, no, Andrew and Tom Mm -hmm. both need to make their own web and they have web shooters. Or Toby's got the organic ones. And I was like, oh, they're probably not going to bring that up. And then they fucking do. And it's so good. You're just like, this is amazing. This is so good. And I had to defend Mm -hmm. this movie against people who just don't, that weren't into the movies. Yeah. Like, oh, it was okay. I'm like, well, did you watch all the Spider-Man movies? Like, yeah, when they came out. And I was like, yeah, but like, this is like a culmination. This was so yeah. amazing. This was so it's good. It's a crazy payoff. You know, we, we just, this is like my childhood reading right now and everything else. It's just mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah, it was okay. No, you're okay, you bastard. <laughs> right. But, um, anything that you'd like to say? about Spider-Man No Way Home that I forgot to mention? Uh, no, man, I think, like, you and I are agreeing a lot of things, too. Um, the only thing it's, like, that could have been a little bit better is if we got the true Sinister Six. I get why they didn't. We kind of technically got it with, you know, Tom Hardy's Venom showing up at a bar, which was funny on point for his character. Um, but the only thing it really does is really just set up that there is a symbiote in our 616 canon. That's really all it was set up to do. And I think I think I'm okay with it because you know Sony Tom Hardy Venom is a one type of tone, and then MCU Spider Man totally different tone. So you have to either bring one up or bring one down to like match it, and that's why I think it's probably a good call to not bring, you know, a main character to be a like a supporting character in this sort of movie. It just would have felt weird. It, it wouldn't fit in as well. Um, I feel like they didn't need to bring. Venom in at all if they were just gonna not use him. Hey, but you know what? Much better than what they did in fucking Morbius. Morbius. If that was on here, that would have been my number one for sure. Wakanda. Morbever. <laughs> um, the Venom thing still pisses me off. I feel like, like I just said, mm-hmm. don't bring him in at all if you're not gonna use him. There's ways to get a symbiote into... 616 without doing that there's just bring it in you could have just slowly just saved until secret wars bring him in 
then something happens. The symbiote suit attaches to Spider-Man, finally gets it. Then you get Secret Wars black suit Spider-Man. The god of the symbiotes, Null, makes the Necrosword that was in Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Obviously, you're not going to bring Null in. Who fucking knows who that is? Excuse me. Um, but, like, you don't need you don't need to do that to me, man. Like, yeah. when we saw Venom 2, and you saw Tom Holland at the end, and he's licking the screen. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a hype moment. This is going to happen. And then this comes out, and I wore a Venom shirt to the like, movie because I was so yeah. excited. Then he's at the end, and he's like, Eddie. We're missing everything. You're drunk. He's just like, ah, and then they just disappear. What? No. No. So that was my biggest gripe with the movie, too. Mm. But it's a Venom gripe and not a, uh, not right. a Spider-Man. And who knows? Maybe it could have been Sony that tried to do a little bit crazy oh. with trying to handle him. And maybe Feige had to step in and be like, listen, like, I hear you. Here's a pat on the head. But Between... <laughs> Between DC and Sony are just like, what the fuck are you guys doing, man? Yeah. DC trying to do Spider-Man characters. Not DC. Sony trying to do Spider-Man characters. DC trying to do Black Adam and Shazam. And you're just like, you guys need to settle down. Right. Well, damn, man. That's the list. That's the list. That's phase four. That's, it feels so weird. Literally, it feels like yesterday we were just finally getting back into Marvel, like you said. And here we are like at the end and getting ready for... Uh, just like a month and a half, two months-ish until we get Ant-Man, and then we're back in Phase 5. We start Phase 5. So, Phase 4 is over. Phase 5, off the top of my head, I can only think of four movies. And it's the three coming out next year, and then the Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts is going to be the end, but also we're getting, um... There's some movies we're forgetting. I can't remember what it is. But Fantastic Four is until Phase 6. Shang-Chi 2? That hasn't been announced. I think that's going to be a phase six property. Probably, but... Breakage of time. I'm trying to... There's something else we're forgetting, but it'll come to us. But I know we're getting Born Again, the Daredevil yeah. series, yeah. Echo, Thunderbolts is the end. We're getting um, potentially Moon Knight. Covenant of Chaos. Covenant of Chaos, that's right. But like, phase five is going to go, go, go quick. I think it's like a year and a half. Like, how stoked are you for Quantumania? How stoked are you for Guardians 3? Those trailers, man. I know... Those trailers literally made me so much more excited because it's gonna be fucking nuts i know i'm on Especially a different yeah i'm on a different plane but thunderbolts i am so excited after kind of forever i'm more excited for it oh. i think it's gonna have a big tie more than people expect nobody nobody's excited for it i feel but the fact that we're getting two of my favorite phase four characters and john walker and alexi shostakov the red guardian yes with bucky too i mean cool but i digress President uh, Thunderbolt Ross Han Solo. That's his name. Harrison Ford. <laughs> I couldn't think of uh, I couldn't think of his name in Star Wars. President Han Solo. Yeah. Aren't you excited for that? Lots to look forward to, man. And we'll definitely have to do a like a Phase Five before it gets into the swing of things and do a little preview and talk more about it because there's a lot, man. Seems like we got a, a month and a half. And I can't wait till Secret Invasion. Two months. Cannot wait. Oh, that's the movie. Uh, Captain America: New World Is Order. Is that a Phase Four? That's phase five. Or that's what I meant. Phase five. Yeah, I think it's towards the end. I think it's right before Thunderbolts. Okay. So yeah. That's also big hype. So mm -hmm. we'll see. Well, with the fear of uh dragging on even more after two hours and seventeen minutes, let's go ahead and wrap this podcast up. 
there's not much to go on. We don't really have any other shout outs more than what we already did for um, those who shared us as a top podcast that they listened to for their Spotify 22 wrapped. Thank you again. So guys, if you liked this episode, definitely uh, help us out. Give us a little review. Go check out our merch store. Follow us, tag us on anything on social media related. You can find it all in the show notes on uh, how to keep up with us more often. But we appreciate you all for sticking with us for this second year of pretty much doing the podcast. We're going to be almost going on to another anniversary in uh, the spring of 2023. So we have a lot to look forward to. And if you enjoyed our March, or yeah, our March multiverse of, no, our multiverse of March madness, I did so many alliterations with M this year that the most metal MCU moments with uh, Metalcore Nerds, another M. Um, go check out that episode. Uh, we're going to really step it up for year two of that tournament. It's going to be so much fun. We got ideas. My baby. I'm excited. Fucking good. Yeah, man. That's it. We're done. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Make sure to follow us. Give us a review. Blah, blah, blah. Smash that like button. Yada, yada, yada. You're out here trying to date Russian men. Good for you.